Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode. The Fandral Thunderbird. On this Tuesday, January 10th, our show starts now. Listen, we're not going to be dragging around for the next few hours. No, no, no. And we did land back here in Indianapolis at about 4.15 a.m. local. And the voice has been shot for about a week and a half as the show goes on. This thing shall come a little bit more into prominence. With that being said, last night was the honor of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. It was a blowout. The biggest win point differential-wise in the history of college football national championships. I would assume in the history of just championships as a whole, our stat department, most specifically Mitt, (laughs) will be looking into that throughout the entire day. Honored to be there. Can't thank college football enough for the year that they are. A lot of people are pissed there was that big of a blowout. There was never a moment where we thought TCU was going to be in the game. Mm -hmm. If you go back and watch on ESPN2 from the beginning – the first drive TCU had, and I only saw this because people were pissed with the way I was talking about it. Sure. Oh, TCU seems to be doing some okay stuff. I don't know how long that's going to last. It's literally from the first drive I was yep. kind of <laughs> shit-talking condescendingly uh, TCU. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mean that because I appreciate what this TCU team has done. Of course. Great season. I appreciate the run that Sonny Dykes was able to create. Uh-huh. With Kaz Kazadi, the special our strength and conditioning coordinator, who set the tone over there, and they go from what a five-win outfit into yeah. a national title game the next year with Sonny Dykes in his first year. The expectation now is just to get to college football playoff mm-hmm. every single year for Sonny Dykes and TCU. Oh, yeah. They got recruits, they got transfers. It's going to twelve in a couple years, so maybe TCU. This is just the new norm. Mm-hmm. But I will say the new norm. I think for everybody is. Uh, yeah, the Bulldogs are a fucking professional outfit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There ain't nothing. I mean, I saw David Pollock in a postgame last night talk about how Georgia's been running college football for the last couple of years, and Saban had to kind of eat that in while he's <laughs> in, in there. And a lot of people zoomed in on Saban and said, that was the moment yep. that Saban uh-huh. really goes. Back to the team. All right, I had to sit there and listen. All right, Georgia, all over. Dave Pollock, we run college. And there's a moment there where you think Saban is actually going to get up from the desk and actually go back into the film room, yeah. into the team meeting sure. room, and call all the boys emergency meeting. We ain't fucking doing this ever again. Mm-hmm. So who knows what the future looks like. Bama's always going to be Bama. They're always going to be great. They weren't in college football playoff this year for the first time long time. Everybody was, mm-hmm. I think, pumped about it because there's yeah. new teams involved. Now here we sit with everybody wondering if anybody's going to be able to keep up with the upper class of college football, especially when it goes to 12 uh, 12 teams. Because what Georgia did last night, I know Ohio State fans are thinking they would be able to beat TCU. Probably. For sure. Michigan beat you guys. Michigan didn't beat TCU. That's football. That's where the cookie crumbles. hey Got a couple of those in last night. Had one with Marty Smith. He wanted to switch the mic late there. Kind of an execution flaw by Marty. Mm -hmm. But Marty was all in. We appreciate him and we appreciate Tim Tebow. And also Clint Romashaw, Purple Heart Award recipient. Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor uh, Award recipient. 300 insurgents, Mm -hmm. which I guess is a movie we learned afterwards. Mm -hmm. We will let Clint know. We talked about him 30, 45 minutes on the plane afterwards about how big of a fucking badass that guy was. Whatever the case, Georgia's unbelievable. So good. It was an honor to watch them. It was an honor to watch next year's top 10 of the NFL (laughs) draft play at the end of that game Mm -hmm. when they brought in their 
uh, redshirt freshmen or their COVID year freshmen, whatever the case is. They had 30-year-olds appearing that were freshmen coming. How about Bear Alexander coming yeah, out of nowhere? dog. True freshman. And then Carson Beck, quarterback, comes in last night. He's six foot four. Stetson Bennett. I mean, what are yeah, we even – And then our D-line, they lose they lose three first-rounders, two of them being top ten or whatever. Yep. Just fucking don't worry about it. We got a whole new batch. Then there's leaked audio of Kirby Smart talking to the boys. Woo. We will not play it because, like Lou Holtz said, who made an appearance last night, big shout out to Lou, Lou Holtz calling into the program. Thank you, Lou. A lot of people who don't know the program, I think at the beginning maybe thought, is that actually Lou Holtz? <laughs> and then they were listening, and they were so offended by everything we were doing. That was just another piece on top of it, so we apologize to them. But Lou Holtz said he doesn't love that that – that pregame speech is getting out. Like, there's some things that are just for the team and just for the boys. I agree with that. But since it did get leaked, yeah. I would like to let everybody know. It makes sense why Kirby Smart's it's fucking awesome. teams are unbelievable. Uh-huh. We're talking about a speech that is like, hey, we're going to fucking dominate these guys. What are we even talking about? And then to go win by 58 points in the natty after that, it's like, what a team, what a buzzsaw, what a year. We can't thank everybody enough for allowing us to be part of it. And remember, everything we say into a microphone, has zero ill intentions. Exactly. I got slammed on the internet. I got slammed on the really? internet. Really? Yeah, what? There's an article written about me. It says Pat McAfee gets slammed um, for crude remark, which I'm not normally a sexual innuendo joke guy. No. Uh-uh. It's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. 11 hours on TV, one day, 65-7. I maybe got a little loose. It's going to happen. And I said, college football, thanks for allowing me to penetrate you and be inside you all year. Yeah. Which, factual statement. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Exactly what you did. But certainly sound a little bit like deep donging somebody. And well. I didn't mean any ill intent by that. Obviously, I meant uh, every word that I said there. If you were to look at the literal definition of exactly. both of those things. But I think that's a great way to kind of wrap up the college football season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the people in the college football world that did not enjoy my presence – that was one last trip around mm-hmm. on the tractor, mm-hmm. you know, to really bury me and keep it going. But I had a blast. Oh, yeah. fucking college football season. And, boys, you killed it. Talk to the table at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. Congrats to both of you, boys. What, what a show last night. Hey, yeah, that was unbelievable. Thanks for uh, putting us on there. It was ridiculous mm-hmm. both this Are you tired, bro? Week. No, you, I'm you not tired. You sound like a little bit of a bitch-made cat I'm right not now. tired at all. And I'm by so... bitch, I mean female dog, Correct. just like when I called Ugga, son of a bitch. That is actual. Oh, yeah. That uh-huh. is literal. That is what Ugga is. Ugga is Ugga. a definition of a son of a bitch. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people trying to push for some FCC violations for us last night. You put me in FCC court, son of a bitch is actual what Ugga yep. is. Oh, yeah. Me penetrating college football and living inside of it all year, actually what happened. Yep. Happy birthday, I've heard, will be expensive. Well, I'll be tough. you know. I've heard that, who told us? Stanford Steve said. Yes, mm-hmm. he did. Yep. He said, number one rule on television, don't sing happy birthday. Really? We find out Tim Tebow goes in the Hall of Fame. This is his birthday for the Hall of Fame day. So have to sing happy birthday. Darius Butler, who will be on the show tomorrow, riding on the plane afterwards, said, while we were singing, I thought for sure we were doing it on purpose just because we're not supposed to do it. It's like, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. My, my, first, my first thought is, Tim, this is the first day of the Tebow. rest of your life, dude. It's Tim Tebow's birthday. You want to be the guy who doesn't fucking sing Tim yeah. Tebow happy birthday on his birthday? And here we are again. If we end up in FCC court or whatever the fuck we're going to be for singing happy birthday, mm-hmm. I'll take that fine. And I, I hope there will be a human on the other side that has some sort of self-awareness sure. mm-hmm. that understands 
It's Tim Tebow. Oh, come on. What are we If you want to sing it at your home at a birthday party, you don't have to pay anything because that is private performance, he said. But if you want to use it in a television show, a movie, or a television commercial, you'll pay anywhere from 5000 to 30000 Okay, sweet. So, worst case scenario, we paid $140,000 extra last night. $100,000 donation to a Georgia foundation yep. once they scored 60 points. We decided that whenever they were up 30 or something. Yep. Just to keep it kind of interesting. By the time they hit 60, we had forgotten about it, and the game was dead. Yeah. Yep. And we're like, oh, fuck, that just cost – going somewhere good. Mm-hmm. That's another $100,000. $30,000 for the happy birthday thing. $10,000 to the punter from TCU, Jordy, mm-hmm. who right. has the foundation for inside of 20. So that's like all a little expensive. What are you going to do? Happen. Cincinnati. I had a fucking blast. At Tone Diggs, I'm thankful you were able Great to be time. there. One half of the hammer. Don! Cowboys, you love college football. Your thoughts on the year as a whole? There's a lot of people. There's a Mississippi State JB. Oh, boy. On the internet that is being quote tweeted and posted everywhere about, hope you're happy, college football playoff committee. <laughs> There's teams from all over the country who are excited to watch fucking tonight. And this is the team that you put up. What they do to qualify to play in this fucking game? They lose to Kansas State? <laughs> they lose to Kansas State so they get to fucking play Georgia for the national championship? And look, at it's 45. This guy did it at 45-7. There was 20 more points coming to one team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And zero going to the other team mm. to make that guy's point even more. But there was a lot of that. I didn't even think about that in the moment. I was just like, oh, congrats to Georgia. What a run. Mm-hmm. TCU, what a run. There's a bunch of people fucking pissed off about last night. What? And I guess I was just on too many local vitamins to even think about I, that. But it's very valid and fair, I guess. I thought it was a great college football season. I thought it was very exciting from beginning to end. I thought the like the all year the most exciting thing about it is we didn't think maybe that this was potentially going to happen in the in the championship game. And it was a shame that it did. Uh, but so what? If Michigan would have won last week and then they would have uh, lost 62-7, they would have been fine with that happening? Or Yeah, I don't know. I think any team loses by that much in the national championship. Yeah, they yeah. just assume they got it wrong. But they did have a semi. They had to win that Correct. game to get in. Yeah. And at that game, there was one man who had boots on the ground and also had – he had his uh, oh, yeah. front. thighs, both of his thighs, yep. Yep. his uh, stomach, entire front side, his entire body if you want to glued to Cole Kublik's entire back of his body. That's right. Just laying straight up as if they were a two-man luge. Yeah, like Sardine. You know that two-man luge yep. where they lay on top of each other and yep. they do this entire Skeleton. thing? Skeleton, maybe, yeah. Whatever Pringles can. Yeah. What's that, pal? What? They, were, they were like Pringles in a can. Yes, oh, I, thought he was I could see what you're talking else. about. Yeah. I thought you were talking about maybe like uh, no, no. brother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but what you're talking about is the actual chips yes. themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they were exactly like the Pringles chips inside of a Pringles can, perfectly aligned yep. as if they were a duo on skeleton. Mm, skeleton. That's AJ Hawk. Uh, nope, that is not AJ Hawk. <laughs> AJ would not do that. AJ would not commit to the bid enough to go full no. big spoon, little spoon on Cole Kubelik. Ladies and gentlemen, it's AQ Shipley. AQ! Oh, there you go, Al. Hey, you watched that game last night, obviously. We I appreciate did. all the text and support and love. You are the man. Honestly, everybody that reached out to me and to everybody about last night and what has been going on, we appreciate the hell out of you because obviously we're humans as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the messages we got last night, I got at least, I don't know about everybody else, was super cool. Felt like because it was such a blowout, more people happened upon our coverage last night and i think it's the right game to have a 65 7 time whenever we're just kind of roaming the field oh mm-hmm. yeah i will say we would have much rather to fucking mm-hmm. bang Tight one. Game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah things got a little loose out there aq you got to do this for the michigan tcu game 
TCU looked like a much different football team against Michigan. What Do you think Georgia just woke up to Ohio State? Do you think TCU laid an egg? Do you think they had no shot from the beginning? And how do you think Michigan fares as a man who saw them up close and personal at the Fiesta Bowl against that Georgia team? I don't think anybody's beating that Georgia team last night in that particular moment, especially if that's Kirby Smart's actual speech before the game. Yeah. I'm not sure anybody's beating them, but I guess people are pissed that it was TCU. What are your thoughts on it, LAQ? Hoop former rimming. Remington Award winner in college football. Hell yeah. I appreciate that. When I watched that game, before the game, I bet TCU because I thought. Y'all are so fucking dumb. Yeah, maybe we are. Fun story. You. Fun story. You. Come on. Hindsight, yeah. In hindsight, of course you say that. On Monday. On game day, we do the picks uh, segment, and Mm -hmm. normally for game day, we kind of – we get a chance to kind of feel out what everybody's picking before the show because – Honestly, do not like being the show where sure. yeah, yeah. everybody's the same because it's just very disrespectful to the other team, and you're setting yourselves up to get dunked on. So every once in a while, I'll give like a peek. I don't know if everybody else does this, but I'll do a peek see just to see, and then can I sell myself on the one, mm-hmm. like whatever the game is? Like, can I, is there any way? And I'm like, nope, we got to fucking do it. We got to, and Herbie will change like feelings, I think, on games like mid-show. He, it's an interesting thing. Did not know who anybody was going to pick. As soon as I was texted and asked, who do you like, and I sent in Georgia, I just assumed everybody was going to be Georgia, and I was like, ah, this football gods, TCU yeah. team, a destiny thing mm-hmm. is going to have game day just once again doing it because 12.5 point spread, jump to 13.5 point spread day of game is yep. a big number. Mm-hmm. So for what we're doing is money line picks. Yeah. We're not doing against the spread. Uh-uh. We're doing money line picks. So Des is first pick, and he's like, I like TCU, and I'm like, everybody on my show, Okay, you guys all yeah. love mm-hmm. TCU. Des, I love TCU. I hear this guy likes TCU. And I'm sitting at that desk, like literally, am I the dumbest human of all time <laughs> to think that what? The sports books are gonna be wrong? Like the sports books are gonna be wrong when they had this at 14, down to 12 and a half, back to 13 and a half. We think they're gonna be wrong. Do we think that Georgia isn't a professional fucking football team? And I guess because Ohio State Played them so close. But a storyline going into that playoff game was that Georgia hadn't really had to fucking battle anybody yet, even though they're in the SEC, which is a hilarious joke to think that they haven't Mm -hmm. had to battle anybody. But weapons-wise, skill-wise, they hadn't really – Tennessee had it. Tennessee had it there for a bit. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that was a big test. They beat them. But against this Ohio State team, you got ones at wide receiver everywhere. You got a quarterback who's going to be a number one. I mean, this is a big-time test, and that was a dogfight. That was a definite dogfight. Lucky to be there. But for the national championship, you just had to assume that the TCU was going to – T- everybody liked TCU. What was it? Because you saw them, boots on the ground? I saw them. I watched them early when you did game day, and I liked them on film. Then I watched them live in person. The receiver, absolute NFL player. Their offensive line is fucking enormous, mm-hmm. and they were moving people. Michigan, I don't or know if it was because – 243 in Fiesta Bowl they rushed for. Yeah, and I don't know if it was because Jeez. I played in the Big Ten and I have like this bias of like – Big Ten is always tough, and they can run, and they play good defense, this, that, and the other. TCU dominated Michigan. They dominated them, and that's a team that prides themselves on running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. Old school, old school. Old school. And their 3-3-5 played well, and I'm like, all right, these guys are guys. And then about halfway through the first quarter, every time TCU tried to get the edge, 
they never got the edge. Yeah. I was like, bad pick. Bad yeah, pick. Yeah. There's going to be a bad uh-huh. pick. It's going to get ugly real quick. Everybody was kind of Coach Lee Corso. He picked TCU. He didn't have the head. He no, just had he a hat. Had, yeah, Interesting. Uh-huh. Can't have that for the natty. I don't no. know how Super that worked. Frog. He might have been. He might have changed his change his pick. That might have been a late change. Oh, okay. That's why they had. I don't know. I've not asked anybody because literally as soon as game day ends, I had to sprint to the fucking field to go do the game pass. We took an elevator down. Oh. Easy. I'm not saying it because the person was working hard. It was awesome, though. It was awesome. <laughs> Only time ever needed to be, like, in a rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would take the stairs 10 times out of 10. For sure. Over technology to get from three to one, if you have to, in a rush. We got the elevator saved for you. Thank you so much. Like, sewing. Somebody had to, like, think two steps ahead yeah. Yeah. to have an elevator saved. So thankful. Because there's a million people around trying to get to elevators. I felt, like, so, like, honored almost. Like, mm-hmm. man, fucking thank you for thinking about us. Definitely. Like, that is very nice of you because I'm up in the fucking Way up there. 300 level, and we're doing a, uh, the mega pass, our mega cast on the field mm-hmm. seven and a half minutes later. So you like had to change, mm-hmm. And I had to change to get the tank top on and get really back into the, the spirit of things. So they're like, we got an elevator set for you. We get on at three. Got to get to one. Mm-hmm. We get a four, five, six, <laughs> seven. What? Six, five, four, three, two, one. It's stopping at all those. Are you kidding me? Open door. Yes. See people. We're going to one. Well, it's going up. No, we're going to one. <laughs> up. Next one. Full rock band. Just got done doing their <laughs> full rock band. Just got done doing a performance somewhere in a club, in a club suite somewhere. Fucking guitar, drums. I think a keyboard was over here. Sweet fucking bandanas. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. Sweating. They just killed it. You saw them. They were awesome. They were looking. awesome. They were awesome. They were like floor five or something like that. Doors open. They're all dead tired. Are you guys going to? <laughs> uh, we're, going, we're going to one, but next elevator is good for you. That's when you started feeling bad, I think. We those go, guys were awesome. Those guys were very tired, he- holding heavy, sweating, uh-huh. and we're fucking just, no, well, there's only six of us in the elevator. They could have definitely fit, but, like, not going to do that <laughs> right now. It. Can't do Couldn't. it. Couldn't. So we go up to six, obviously a bunch of drunks. Go up to seven, bunch of drunks. Go back down to six, same drunks. Yeah! <laughs> Door shuts. Goes down to five, opens up, fucking even more miserable rock band. Come on. We're, we're going. Is that all the over here coming? <laughs> it was it was literally prob- we had seven and a half minutes allegedly. That was five minutes and forty five seconds. Yeah. Oh, Ride an elevator all the way up and then all the way down. And then a couple of times I just asked, like, how's this happen? Like, I appreciate you guys thinking ahead for me, but like how is this how this ends up working? Every button on the elevator was hit. And that's just the worst I, place to be. I pitched a zip line. And they didn't want to do it. Uh, I, like I love where your head's at. Why not a, like one of those uh, poles, like a firefighter? Sure. Oh. Any of those things. I don't know if they're going to be able to do Six construction <laughs> on that stadium that costs $5 billion and has rain get inside of it. Yeah, that place yeah. stinks. A lot of rain last night. There's a, there's a roof. Mm-hmm. It's an LED board. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't stop rain from coming in. And... The way they did the cement mm-hmm. up there, which we saw er- early in the morning before we did our show, we ran into a bathroom that was in the stadium for stadium usage, but was not covered. It was near the where we were set uh-huh. up on, 
it was drenched. There was something dripping all over it. Oh, yeah. I you, almost ate shit. Yeah. I almost Cowboy up. boots. Is- Tone almost went down. I almost went down. Like, I don't want to say we were sober at the time, but we were. Yeah. Well, maybe a little hungover, but also pretty athletic. I think I'm, I'm a pretty athletic person. Mm-hmm. Tone, not certainly so more athletic back in the day, not as much now. But I'm not slipping on water, typically. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we just assume, like, they're going to have that dry by the time the game comes around or whatever. Mm. They're reporting no. Like, there was people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everywhere around that stadium. Rain getting inside of it. Pretty good clip. Cold yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Very it's cold. Oh, it was so cold. cold. It makes no sense that that is what they decided upon. I, I, I said it on the cast just because it naturally came out. This is the dumbest built stadium of all time, but it is beautiful. Yeah, yeah it is. For and sure. There's a lot of people that are like, hey, that's a great description, I think, because it is beautiful. It is vast. It is grand. But it is certainly designed to be an inside stadium. But we didn't experience it as an inside stadium at all. Nope. Getting rained on and cold. I'm like, did they know this was going to be the case? Yeah, here's all the water. And that cement is like, it oh. felt like marble. It's yeah. not marble, but it felt like marble. It was like, very dumb yeah, design, I think. And I guess they don't expect rain yeah. in L.A. much, which makes sense. But I don't think anybody's expecting rain inside in L.A. Mm-hmm. No. And that's what SoFi was able to accomplish. So I guess we should kind of almost be yeah, impressed by it. Well, this, like, and it was like, yeah, like they definitely built that stadium thinking, hey, it's never going to fucking rain at all. But the worst part about it, the side where the rain was coming in, and coming in pretty heavily was just those poor TCU fans up top. They uh, they had to deal with that as, as well as the A couple thousand itself. dollars they paid. Oh. And then this rain is coming in. So it came in sideways from the canopy. And then at the edges of the canopy, it comes through. Mm-hmm. So that is permeable. Yep. Yes. So you got drips coming through this way, like a little bit of a pasta thing at the end, of the, at the, end of the canopy. And then you got rain coming in this way, mixing, picking up the bigger blobs. So that's coming, and it's just hitting the TCU people right in the back of their heads. Yeah. And then going as if they're the mountains when a fucking storm system's coming through. Mm -hmm. So I think their heads were making it precipitate more as it was coming in. Tough go. Good. For SoFi. I think a lot of talk about SoFi was uh, last night because 65-7 game, that's going to happen, but... I don't understand how that was the final answer for that. Kind of impressed, though, with the uh, TCU fans because they were still cheering pretty loud down 40. Yeah, they were. Down down 50, they stopped, but they they headed out of there. But down 40, they were very loud. And we said it on the air. We shall follow up with it. Nothing else to do on Monday night. No. With where that is. No, no, no. No. I guess the Snoop Dog House is across the street. Doggy Dog House. You could stop by uh, Funko's house. You Mm -hmm. could stop by Snoop Dog's house across the street. Other than that, you're 30 to 40 minutes away from anything. Yeah. And you just paid thousands of dollars to be in SoFi. And it is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like when you're looking around, it is beautiful. But. They weren't going anywhere. They didn't know where they expected no, that. No. Anyways, back to the game, though. <laughs> I saw fucking Lee Corso pick that hat up before I had to run out of there. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was betting. I thought I was I thought I was completely. What was the money on? Everybody bet on? It was TCU. 70% last time I saw it was on TCU. What? What did you see? Damn. I, I mean, I, I saw just, it. And I, I, did a, <laughs> I did a parlay. Money line, TCU, and the over. I thought. Over hit. The over hit. Yeah. <laughs> By Georgia. By Georgia alone. On their right? own. I felt good about that bet. How? I don't understand what was going on. With I'm you. telling you, they were good. I, they just I, is it almost? You guys think maybe got a false start first play of the game? Yeah, uh, yeah but so, but Georgia did too. I mean, it was sloppy on both sides. Early. Georgia's won a natty before though. TCU mm-hmm. hasn't. So whenever TCU does it, it's nerves. Whenever Georgia does it, it's like oh, they're just reset. Do but you, 
if Georgia loses, they say, remember, first first drive of the game, they got a false start. So it's a whole thing. Do you guys think maybe very similar situation of Michigan last year where it's like, okay, we got in, right? We got in, and we blew our wad beating Michigan, and then huge letdown? What? Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought the, t- the football gods had kind of – Hey, corrected itself. Humbled them. Hey, we got you. Not humbled them, but like. You've had your time. Hey, time. we yeah. got you. At what point does it give out was my thought. Because they were able to come back in miraculous ways. They showed the amount of grit that that team has showed all mm-hmm. year. Certainly admirable. Yeah. But it felt like the sports books were telling us. Yeah. Hey, it's been a fun run for this TCU team. Georgia's got a true sophomore named Brock Bowers, who's the best football player on the field. He's going to be the top five pick as a tight end. It's going to be a second one happening in a couple years, fifth one all time, becoming a tight end in the top five pick, Brock Bowers. The backup tight end is 6'7", 270. Mm -hmm. Freak. He's second team all SEC. Behind who? Oh, that other guy we were just talking about. Then they got three running backs that are all five-star running backs Mm -hmm. that they actually just interchange like no problem. Stetson Bennett's 25 years old offensive line adults all of them full-grown fucking men and on the defensive side of the ball we learned about bear alexander Mm -hmm. last night jalen carter everybody's talking about being the guy the next guy and then when you start a game like this touchdown field goal touchdown 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 punt we stink Uh no we don't touchdown 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 end of game i thought that was what it was going to be but college football has not been like that all year at all, so I guess this is the most predictable game in the history of college football. Yeah, maybe it was because of Ohio State. Like, Ohio State was able to keep it close and run on Georgia and throw on Georgia, so mm-hmm. I feel like the thought was, like, hey, TCU, they spread it out. They're just going to sling the pill all around and possibly make this a game, and then right away, like Tony said, when they're going, you know, east and west, and they're not really trying to chuck the ball downfield, it felt like, uh-oh, okay, TCU, I don't think. He wasn't extending plays either. He no, wasn't getting no, out of the pocket at all. I he also, could. I'll also say this. He Even last week in the Fiesta Bowl and yesterday, Duggan, for as much hype as he's got, he's a Heisman oh, finalist, right? Love that guy had heart surgery. had a tough day. Come on. I get it, but he missed a lot of deep balls in the last two weeks. In the last two weeks. Last week he missed a lot of deep balls. Last night he missed one on the first drive. Would have been huge. They Uh scored a touchdown there. Who knows? Then Quentin Johnson won. Wide open. Picked. Yeah. And he overthrew it. Yeah. Yeah. Two overthrows. Against Michigan, yeah. 14. 29, two picks. Yeah. Bless you. Bless you. God bless. Thank you so much. Tebow, you. I think watching Ohio State, too, like, they're – in terms of recruiting, like they probably yes. have pretty similar depth to Georgia yeah. in terms of like a guy comes out and it's like, okay, this guy's another five star yeah. stud gonna play in the NFL. Like TCU is good, but like they just when Georgia is fucking four guys deep at every single position, like that's just gonna wear on you eventually, especially if you're not you know, like TCU needed to it needed to be like 21-21 after the first quarter last night, and when it wasn't, it was like, oh, okay, they're going to get boat raised. I feel like we saw the national championship last week. Yeah, yeah That's what everybody was yeah. yeah, the yeah. internet was you like, did. the natty was last week. The natty was last week. It's like, what are Michigan fans thinking today, and what are Ohio State fans thinking today? Our coach yeah. Is yeah. Completely opposite. I mean, are our, our coaches leaving? Great question. But when you talk about from the <laughs> program standpoint, it's complete opposite. Michigan, how did we – we lost to that team. Yeah. yeah. Ohio State, we would have beat the fuck out of that team. Mm-hmm. We're national champs somehow. So life should be good in Ohio for you, Ohio. Yeah, field goal away. Congrats to the college football, though, on a hell of a season. And thank you for allowing me to be a part of it all year. Toad? Well, 
I think I don't know if they get like a trophy or they do like a parade or whatever, but Ohio State was named PFF's uh, national champions. What? Are you serious? Nervedly so. Give them the ring. <laughs> I didn't know that. Georgia was actually number three. Michigan was number two. So. Oh, sorry, Georgia. Where, where was TCU? You know, people, people, people. Uh, I don't. Th- <laughs> they weren't in the top ten. They're, they're, they're behind. I think Washington. Minnesota was number five or something. Like that. Yeah, Minnesota what? was yeah. in the top. Yeah. Five. Big Ten still king. You know, PFF knows they hear people talk about. You know, they question them and stuff like that, and then they do that. They put that out like, well, eh, this will help. They step right back into the batter's box. Oh, they yeah. can't help it. What's their deal? They just got to live by their algorithm and die by their algorithm. So. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have like a selection process. Like maybe we don't let this one out. Nope. This one feels like one that'll really crush us. This team just won sixty-five to seven in the national championship. <laughs> They're the reigning national champions. <laughs> they didn't lose. Maybe now's not the time just to float it out there that we don't think they're the actual national champions. I mean, that is quite a wild move. PFF home in Ohio, though. True. Yes. Yeah. So we don't know what the data and analytics are doing for Ohio State, but yeah, that's one maybe just save for a couple weeks. Yeah, you know, exactly. As opposed to like. After watching right. what Georgia yeah. did, can't can't put that out when everyone definitively saw like, oh boy, Georgia passed the eye test. That's a very good football team. Hey Ty, I thought you flew great these trips. Oh boy, Ty. Hey, you know what are you gonna do? I mean, last night Ty's a bad flyer. Yeah, I just hate flying. Bad flyer. Everything about it, just hate it. We used to have to fly for uh, Thursday night football and mm-hmm. then get up and game day there for a bit, and Ty was Ty was part of that whole run. Yeah. We're, I mean, four planes a week for like probably 12, 13 weeks. Yeah. Old Ty Schmidt. And every time, it didn't matter the time, he was walking in there, he was grabbing one of the little airplane uh, whiskeys. What? And he was dumping that in with a Coke. And he was going to have probably three of those before takeoff because that's what he needed to get into the sky. Calm the nerves. Yeah. Then he told me about a dream he had where oh, yeah. it did not end well for any of us. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm never getting on a plane with you again. So Ty stopped getting invited <laughs> to the trips just because. I'm not about that. Yeah, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that energy out there yeah. at all. It was great to have you back in there, pal. It was great to see you sitting in that pocket and dealing with that turbulence on the way out of L.A. Oh, last boy. night. We were dropping out of the sky last night a little bit. Oh, yeah. Big, Big bird. Does not happen normally. Well, that's, that's why it's like, you know, because some of the ones we took when we were going to the different college football places, like those were smaller. So it's like you understand that that's going to probably happen, but when you go on those bigger birds, you know, it, it basically is like you're flying like a commercial, I you know. I felt a hand on my arm last night. It felt like the Undertaker gripping me from the grave. I looked over, it was Ty. Tosh. After a big bump, he, he latched out and grabbed on and wouldn't let go. It wasn't just a big bump. It, we would take a oh, big yeah. bump, and then it would feel like we were skirting along something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know when uh, you see those people snowboard across ponds oh, yeah. that are kind of icy, like pond skimming? That's what our plane felt like last night for probably 15, 20 minutes, just like <laughs> taking off, and it's like, have we found solid air to right. <laughs> to fly in? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> dropping out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> Skipping along, I'm like, I don't know how much further we can do the full. And then all of a sudden, whoop, climb straight up. We're good. And then we're way up there, and it was good. It was. But by that point, Ty was already probably three drinks deep and asleep. So he didn't get to experience the safe. I got a little bit of, you know, safe and smooth air. But, yeah, it was – I also, you know, I, I should have picked my seat better. I picked the uh, the bottleneck seat. So Worst seat. You know, every time the uh, the, the stewardess walks by, I, I couldn't sleep. I basically was just getting my knees bumped into it, or I had to get up and move them for someone every time they came through. And that's on me. You know, it's just a novice decision that you cannot make. But 
All right, let's talk about some other news other than the college football world. To the college football people who uh, were very nice all year, thank you so much. Got to see a lot of them around town mm-hmm. in L.A. Appreciate what you – older white people. Yep. Sure. Appreciate what you brought to college football this year. I felt very thankful for that. Old whites, older whites, two different people. Old whites, we all know who they are. Mm-hmm. I should have been more specific whenever right. I talked right. about those a little bit. But a lot of people from the college football world coming up to me, us, saying thank you for the year. So thank you. And thank you for saying I got slammed for saying yeah. I penetrated yeah. somebody. Shout out. And by somebody, I mean the college football world. Right. Yep, that's right. We are too big of a show now, I've decided. Last <laughs> night I said this on a flight. Yep. I was having some real thoughts. We're too big. Used to um, – and I don't think there's anything we could have done. Hindsight, I think we probably could have fixed this earlier, just quit the show. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to be a destination show. <laughs> yeah. Always, always have been that way. People find their way to us. And then when they get here, normally stats and analytics say probably going to stick around for a while – but they got here for a reason. It's not like, you know what I mean? So whenever I get forced in front of people like WWE or with ESPN, there's always going to be some fucking people that absolutely hate everything I'm about and everything in turn, everything we're about, which is completely understandable because I'm not for everybody. We're a destination show. Now we're too big. The algorithm puts us into people's faces. So now the... The website that we run our show on independently, no relationship with YouTube, Google. Mm-hmm. We have one connection over there. It tells us, oh, it'll figure it itself out whenever we can't load a video. Okay. <laughs> that is literally all, the only connection we have. Everybody sees the NFL make a deal with Google and YouTube and YouTube TV. They're like, this is great for Pat and the boys. It's like, nope. Inconsequential. We have no relationship <laughs> yeah. with anybody over there other than just running our show on this platform. But their algorithm does take our stuff and put it. So now we're getting kind of shoved into people's faces and on ESPN2. Way too much of us. Do have to think about that this offseason, about, like, you know, visions going forward, what we think we need to do next year, the year after that. All a massive question mark, but also all needs to be done with a lot of self-awareness that there is way too much of us this football season. And by us, I mean me. And in turn, (laughs) I mean you guys. So we do have to think about that going forward. Well, it's awesome to watch you. But you do kind of forget, hey, people are watching like this show and ESPN2 in the moment just because we do just talk about dumb shit. And you forget that, hey, some people take us seriously sometimes. Not everyone knows our maybe voices. It's not good. It's it's. Kind of ridiculous and wild. I got a letter from a lawyer over there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have an update on the Brett Favre situation we'll do tomorrow. That's right. Uh-huh. Why is that? Probably on Wednesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably on Wednesday. I don't know. I got to sit that one through, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's another decision to yeah. make. That's another whole <laughs> thing. Do I want to get into or not? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. These are things that I don't know if there's a lot of blueprints for. Yeah. You know, like, what do you do in this situation? Well, I know what other people would do. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that's what I'm going to do? Probably not. Are they afforded the same opportunity I am? Well, what's that? Well, I'm able to fucking do whatever I want. Do they get to do that? No. Okay, so I don't compare me to them. Mm-hmm. We could do whatever the fuck we want. Well, it might cost you how much? $30,000 sing happy birthday on ESPN2 at Tim Tebow. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take that 10 times out of 10. This next one, though, seems like it could get a bit pricey. Sure. Yeah, yeah it situation does. It mm-hmm. is in. We'll see. I mean, there's some 
other things going on. And like you said, I don't know what I should be saying now. But we <laughs> also just stepped in. <laughs> yeah, you said, yeah. Well, hey, that's what I'm saying. Our, we also have to keep in our mind Our lawyer said we shouldn't that. say anything. How about on uh, game day last night? I said, um, I said the people who own the company that I work for every single day yeah, said did, that we'll that. we'll donate ten grand to that mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, that's very nice of you. Yeah, <laughs> the people are running real nice. <laughs> We're not supposed to have money or success or a platform, so we appreciate you all enjoying this ride with us. I have no idea how long it's going to last, especially after nights like uh, like last night. Me, Nick Saban, and Lee Corso were all trending same. That can't happen. <laughs> that should awesome. not be happening, AQ. Yeah, perfect. I think it was perfect. Saban's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Beginning of the show, he had no fucking idea what I was. I walked in, you know, gave him a full, whoa, look at you, bro. That's the end of the day. We just did, we did our show already. Then we had moved into our suite that we bought, 75K. That ended up being an ESPN Bingo. production Hang house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot. Happy we could donate that to the team. Yeah. And also, you cannot see the game from those suites. Yeah, those, oh, those field suites at SoFi, don't, if you're from out of town, don't get bamboozled. No. Do not do it. No, that is an L.A. influencer taking pictures yes. on the couches inside those suites. I was, I was not a lot of TV. There's no TV. There's no couches nope. inside the suites no to take pictures. No, there's nowhere no. to sit down. The one next to us was like an actual like club, but same deal. Like that was Still couldn't see for that. what those people probably paid to be in there. Oh. oh, that is one of the worst seats in the house. Do you think about what we have said about SoFi being the stadium of the future for everybody else to do? Mm-hmm. Don't, <laughs> don't. Let's put a roof on it. If we're going to put a roof on it in the suites, like people paying a lot of money, make it worth. We didn't have to watch the game from there. Now, right. Ty and Nick was in there with Bill and Dirty and Bruce, so they were watching, but I think they were roaming too, and we had a TV and ears in or whatever, but what's that? We didn't even try. Like, legit didn't even try. Just watched it on the, watch the game on the monitor because you, you know, it's like the fucking team's right there. You so can't... it's the dumbest built stadium of all time. By far. Well, that's what I would. It's I, beautiful, though. I, I'd be interested to see like, the what rain the, coming in. Yeah, yeah. Right I mean, the two, that's not smoke. That's all rain. That is water that's going to hit everybody that's underneath <laughs> of it. Right. Like, now. did you see any of like the two hundred <laughs> level suites? Like, where there's supposed to be like a bunch of those that are on that like upper bowl? I feel like those would be like yes. pretty decent. But yeah, the the field suites are terrible. You, you can't see anything. Like the people next to us, same deal. That was the entire TCU bench. Those. And They're huge, and then you're also like down beneath yeah. them anyway. So is like, end zone the only play for field suite? Yeah. yeah, I think so. But remember, when you get that, you got to go boom to jumbotron. All right, depth to boom. Aq and I were talking about this morning because I I said the same thing to him. I was like, those fucking field suites, like, and he said he was in Dallas Stadium is the exact same way as far as field suites. You so can't. all of the new ones, so Dallas, Minnesota, Atlanta. So far, they Minnesota's further away, though, isn't it? It is, but it's still, if you're at ground level, you can't see shit. But I think the Dallas one is bad. Bad. Because you actually take steps down. Correct. And mm-hmm. they're close. But everybody in that building is watching on the Jumbo For Tron sure. anyways. But you're closer. I think there's people that like, so like, look how close we were to yeah. That's off to uh, Lucas Oil, though. Those field suites are awesome because they're raised a little bit. Yeah, they are raised a little bit, but they're also in the end zone. True, but... Like, you're not behind the team. They don't have any behind the team. Yeah, the benches. Yeah. But, like, the, the – the, What we're saying is don't get field suites behind the benches, scam. Terrible. Do not buy them unless you're forced to. Like, you have a field pass show. Yeah. Right. Where you need to get more people onto the field. Mm-hmm. So this seems like the right answer, just getting a field suite. 
I don't think it's a good play. No. I, think it's a, I don't think it's a good use of your money, especially when you can just watch at home. Yes. The same exact way you're going to be watching from the field suite. You won't be able to get the selfies, though. No. Yeah, Not on the field. Those first-level suites, though, to Ty's point, they looked like when you were just walking around looking up into those, that seemed to be perfect level, could see everything from there. Like That's, I think, where Stafford's field suite is. We haven't talked enough. Stafford's awesome. Yeah. He was on game day. He was supposed to come on. They thought there was a chance he was going to come on the Megacast, the field pass. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the only times I prepared the boys for anything. It was like, hey. We can't just ask him 10 times if he's going to retire or not. <laughs> okay, he's coming on. What are we going to ask him? Then? We can't just be like, so, Matt, play next, next year? Like, that will literally – all right, Ty has a question for you from the suite. Yeah, Matt, have you decided uh, yet whether or not you're playing next year? Or? Hey, Matt, great to see you. Congrats on the Super Bowl champion <laughs> yeah. commercials and wow. you cement your Hall of Fame status. Is it going to continue next year? Or? Uh-huh. That's literally the only question that we were going to ask. Yeah. Over which over. is a shame because George is winning mm-hmm. in his house yep. of SoFi that he fucking built. They'll probably have his name on that stadium somewhere, winning a Super Bowl there as quarterback home, everything like that. It's hard not to just ask him that question the entire time. He was on game day, and they were talking about Stetson. And they said, Pat, uh, go ahead and uh, you'll, you'll be next or whatever in my ear. And I'm like, so, Matt, you going to play next year? <laughs> <laughs> that is literally all my – we'll run college game day. Talk to college football. Don't need to take it away from that and do that. Sure. Dion, who'll be uh, – Coach Prime, he'll be joining us in like 30 minutes. I think he kind of broke some news on game day last night. We will not be opening the season with TCU next year is what he said. Mm-hmm. I think we are – we are not – He's, uh, Coach Prime, you're going to see these guys first game of the year. Coach Prime said, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll be opening with somebody else to start this whole thing. I don't know if that news is official or if it has actually happened, but when he said that, I remember going like, well, that's some breaking news. That came to Prime was awesome. He'll be joining us in 30. Stafford was awesome. Saban, fucking awesome. Weapon. By the end of the show, I think he kind of understood uh-huh. me a little bit more. Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh. AQ, I'll let you go first. You weren't there with us. Just when you see him on television, what's the first feeling you get? Just let it all out. Well, just go just ahead. From the heart. Yep. Come on, Al. Just let it roll right he's out amazing. of your mouth. He's a Hall he's of amazing. Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Look at that. I mean, he's a college football Hall of Famer. Two-time national champion, right? Oh, so good. Yeah. Damn. Look at this. Huh? Best player ever. Huh? I AQ. mean, one of AQ. the best. Huh? That's a phenomenal picture. Firm handshake, by the way. Firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to the set, Mr. Tebow. Definitely in portrait mode. That's incredible. Yeah, it's a good photo. Yeah. Is this Bill or Zeke? Zeke? That was me, yeah. Great photo, Zeke. He built like a tight end. Uh, he's built like fucking bodybuilder. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, he, he has full hourglass. I think he's getting into Olympic lifting. I asked him. He's, Here we go. He laughed and then walked away like he does everything else I ask him. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know how to handle it. He does though. Tim Tim understands me. Tim Tim has been around me enough that he understands what's coming, how it's coming, mm-hmm. which I appreciate so much because he gets it. And if you see the way we all operate, Tim understands what's coming from us, which I think is a massive compliment mm-hmm. to Tim Tebow. And more people need. He said something there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he said something. Look at that cut. That's just a. That's a thousand mile stare. I think that was. While we were watching him interview Stetson Bennett, oh. he probably said something in the video that I was real. Fucking Tim yeah. Tebow. Mm-hmm. 
He's awesome. He stopped by for what, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. I think he would have stayed all night last night if they would have let him. Oh, yeah, for sure. He probably had to go to four different appearances, though. He's Tim Tebow. Mm -hmm. But big thanks to Tim for stopping by, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Tim. We had the halftime show. Thanks for your service, Tim. Very cool. Just to society as a whole. There's an aura about him, too. You're the greatest human to ever exist. So what do you gotta, that's what Connor asked. He goes, "Well, I'm not the greatest human. I'm, I'm lucky enough to know the greatest human to ever existed." But I think blah blah blah. And he goes, "That whole thing." As soon as I heard that, I'm like, "You were talking about Jesus Christ right there?" Yeah. Don't compare yourself to Jesus. Tim. Come on, Tim. Tim, just us lame and bum ass humans. Yeah. You Talk- are fucking far above all of us. Mm-hmm. Talking mortals here. You need to know, mere mortals, Tim. Mm-hmm. You're way above all of us, and we appreciate it. Uh, AQ or eight. <laughs> long you know night, I mean? long night, long day. False start. Yeah. Well, let's fucking let's get a positive play here. Let's get back. I mean, it's tough every day. AJ, AQ. <laughs> I, AJ, I don't know how many other people have that in their life. Like no one. Couple A's, two different letters on the other side of it. What's his first name? Aaron. James. Aaron Hulk. James. And you are Alan Quay Shipley. You ever think about going by Quay, like the guy that pushed the athletic trainer? Yeah. That's yeah. what I named yeah. my son. Georgia Dog. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what I named my son. Son's Q. Is he going to get up and just fucking punch athletic trainers like I mean, all the other guys? That, that, that was a tough look for Quay. Dude, walking out was even worse, I think. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, yeah. The, that was the toughest that's part. The second time the walk down the hallway was tough. He's walked. He, what do you mean? The second time he's done what? Yeah. Pushed an athletic trainer? Uh, yeah. I can't remember if it was an athletic trainer. Yeah, I believe it was like just some quality control coach for the Bills on the side. On the sideline. How about the other guy? How about the other guy? Body in. Yeah. That was a bunch of Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Sticking, sticking up. What are we doing? Bro, he's like, oh, we're fighting. Well, this guy had to have said something. They were saying it was because uh, Swift was the one who was hurt, former teammate of theirs. They wanted to make they sure Georgia. he was okay. Oh, so he was – the trainer didn't know that he was looking out for Swift. Yeah. Trainers do sometimes do a little get back. You see refs do a get back too, and I always think they're a little bit – Aggressive. Hey, you guys need to relax a little. Mm-hmm. These dudes still much bigger, faster, stronger, and probably bigger dogs than you'll ever be in your entire life. But they're doing it in the name of health. So right, yes. they're able to grandstand on that at all times. And I'm not saying that they're out of pocket for doing it. I'm just saying this is standard operating procedure. Get out of here. The person that got Thibodeau to stop doing the Snow Angels on mm-hmm. Nick Foles yep. was a fucking trainer for the Colts going, get the fuck out of here, which is kind of standard operating procedure for the NFL. I've never seen a guy just openly go, whoa, 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 what was that? And then push the <laughs> yeah. train. That is, that's a from first. Behind. That's a first for me. Blindside. Yeah. Trainer was, was ready, that was too. A tough look. Mm-hmm. Trainer goes, excuse me. He steps to him. Yeah, well, what's that? About it. Huh? What is your problem, dude? Just an idiot. And then that guy, what? What are you going to do, what? <laughs> Both were first round picks from Georgia. Uh-huh. Not a good look for Georgia, but Georgia just won yeah, they're... 65 or 7, so. Be, be smart. smart. Be and then he. You guys missed it, like, right after he did the very smart fucking just started pumping up the crowd. I mean, it wasn't that hard of a shove, right? No. Quay could have obviously shoved him much harder, but just doing it at all. A lot of people saying in the aftermath of uh, the physical trainer from the Bills potentially saving DeMar Hamlin's life, too. Maybe not the time or the place to shove a trainer right in the back when everyone's still. And I'd say everybody's saying that. Valid. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very valid. And we have a lot of respect for trainers around here. Yeah, love them. I, yeah. You're not going to find another show, I don't think, ever, that gives as much love to trainers as they do. Wasn't as strong as a shove as it could have been. No. Mm-mm. For Quay's yeah. standpoint. Pretty casual. 
Never seen that happen before. Though. No, no. Packers were doing weird. Rasul just walking down the line. Dude, he, yeah, quote tweeted, he quote tweeted my tweet and said, why is everybody at? I didn't get to read it because I think it was as I was waking up this morning. I saw oh. he had quote tweeted my tweet. He gave an answer. Oh, he did? And a lot of people said, well, you didn't want the Mulligan kick or whatever. It was like they didn't call a timeout or anything like that. No. They just called a 15-yard penalty on him for fucking batting the ball out of the snapper's hand, <laughs> walking down the line of scrimmage. Yeah, bingo. I mean, this. I had some guy from Chicago, uh, media person, right quote tweet my video when I said, what in the blue hell was Roswell doing? He put this big, sophisticated answer about, he didn't want the kicker to get a mulligan kick, which is obviously something the NFL has harped down upon because they have refs batting the ball, which the ref, the one deflection, the ref yeah. had fantastic and that is something that the nfl stressed because if you give these professional kickers a chance to get a mulligan some of them not all of them but you give some of these guys a chance to get a mulligan they're gonna be able to read the wind they're gonna be able to read the ball flight they're gonna be able to read just like a golfer getting a mulligan so special teams coaches got like real pissed off that kickers were getting an extra kick at it and it became a thing where refs would be sprinting to bat the ball out of the way or stop the snap and everything like that that's real so Roswell says, crazy people don't get why I did this. He missed a kick earlier in the game. We called a timeout on this play. I wasn't about to let him get a free kick, so I did this. Now me hitting him after he pushed me, I take full accountability for it. But they didn't call a timeout. They called a 15-yard penalty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? So this is exactly what the Chicago guy said. The Chicago guy said they called a timeout. It's like, well, if they called a timeout, then what are they giving a fucking personal foul for? Yeah. Obviously, they didn't call a timeout. Roswell thought they were going to call a timeout, exactly. I think. And then he wanted to go and like help out the whole wasn't process. Wasn't LaFleur calling the timeout, though? And the replay? They didn't give it to they him. Didn't yeah. it to yeah. him. Oh, they didn't give it to him. It was a 15-yard penalty. There was yeah. no... Because they, he did that. Yeah, for that yes. exact thing. There was no there was no timeout called, which would have been before the personal foul of Rosal Douglas walking down the line of scrimmage and hitting the ball out of the long snapper's hand while everybody else is in three-point stances. <laughs> That's what they called the 15-yard penalty on. They didn't, they didn't call it timeout. This guy just goes, what are you doing? Soul's like, what are you... Yeah. What is this guy doing? Sewell. Look at Skip. Skip's getting ready to go get him. Oh, yeah, Skip. Look at him. Penny Sewell has no idea what he's Love doing. Love Skip. What the hell? Oh, yeah, Skip's like, what is this guy doing? Yeah, 15-yard penalty, making a closer kick, going to half. Yep. I, that was very confusing. Razul thought they were calling a timeout. Makes sense. They did not call a timeout. No. Guy in Chicago that quoted my thing saying they call a timeout. He's smarter than everybody. They did not call a timeout. Mm-mm. It's a 15-yard penalty. It just, I don't know how it all adds up. But I'm happy we saw it. That's the first time I've ever seen something like that. Yeah, it was sweet. Smart play, too, if he didn't get that penalty. If they do call timeout and he does that, genius. Smart than everybody. Yeah. Don't don't need the ref to do the deflection thing if it doesn't even get past two yards behind the fucking snapper's ass. Good play. Respect what you did, Russell. West Virginia guy. Obviously big brain. He was banking on the floor to make the right play. It feels like that's who's at fault. Have some breaking news. Oh. I'm living out in LA. Mm. I drive a sports car, just Oh no. I'm a real big baller because you made me I'm doing that to hopefully get my voice back because yeah, yeah. that's where I lost my voice. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, where, you, that's where you'll find it. Yeah. You find what you've lost right where you left it. Exactly. People forget about that. So I was hoping maybe I'd get back in the state of mind of Posner fucking rocking a party. Mm-hmm. And maybe the voice would come back because this is massive news. Breaking news. When I introed the show today on that camera right over there, and it was zooming in on this stage right here, mm-hmm. I said it is Tuesday, January 10th. What did I not say, Ty Schmidt? You didn't mention that it was Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. 
last night to end the megacast on ESPN2, I did something that I never do. Anytime I promote that something's happening on our show or on our program, it gets canceled or our technology just doesn't work. Yeah. So we try to promote nothing on this show. Just a little inside thing. Let's not talk about the guests that are coming on because there's a chance that when we do that, the person doesn't come on and we're the assholes. We saw it take place earlier this year. This has happened on numerous occasions over the last five years. Try not to promote much because we don't want to let anybody down when it inevitably doesn't work immediately upon us promoting it. So what did my fat mouth do last night <laughs> to end the megacast? I said, all right, everybody have a great night. We're back tomorrow for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Hell yeah. Thank you all so much. Congrats to Georgia. And then off. As soon as I say that, we celebrate the moment. Walk into the suite, I go, promote Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. They should not have done that. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And I have some breaking news. As of this morning, we have been told there will be no Aaron Rodgers Tuesday today. Uh, gum it. I hear your disappointment because mine is radiating as well because I was excited for the chat, especially with everything going on in Aaron Rodgers' life, professionally and on the internet Lee. Oh, yeah. Privately excited to kind of chat with Aaron Rodgers today because of what happened a couple of days ago and what the future looks like. We don't know. Let's go to the man himself. That's what Aaron Rodgers Tuesday has been. There will be no Aaron Rodgers Tuesday today. That's because Aaron Rodgers is meeting with the Packers today and tomorrow. Oh, These are yeah. said to be lengthy meetings. We don't know what's going to come from them, but we do know next week, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, live and in action. The week after that, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, live and in action. So I think we're going to have a lot of answers for what the future looks like after the next couple of days in Green Bay, in Lambeau. After 12, the quarterback meets with the team. This is something that's been taking place at least the last couple of years. We don't know how long it's been taking place, but Aaron Aaron and the Packers are meeting. We will talk to Aaron next Tuesday. I assume others might talk to him before then, but that is the state of Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on this particular January 10th. And good luck in those meetings. Yeah. Good luck. him, Aaron. What do you think they're talking about, EQ? Honestly. Everything, right? I think so. They got to talk about everything. They got to talk about. I was told it lengthy. These are going to be lengthy. Year-end okay. meetings, wrap-up meetings happen. There's mm-hmm. a lot to go through for a lot of different positions, a lot of different coaches, everything like that. With Aaron and Green Bay, what do you think, AQ? I think they got to talk about the roster. They got to talk about skill. They got to talk about free agency, draft, Jordan Love. Love. They got to talk about him. They got to talk about everything. They got. They got. If he's going to come back, they have to make a concerted effort to continue. To win now. No, I heard he stinks. He's washed. Hey, he he won 8-9 this year. That's right. Stinks. He throws picks. Done. It's over. Do you think there's any chance to go somewhere else? You don't know him at all. And when he's on and you're on, you choose not to ask him any questions. Right. You just sit back, watch with your arms crossed, kind of looking weird. Giggling. <laughs> but I love listening to him. We all do. I love listening. I love sending out a question out there, just hearing what's coming back. I mean, I, 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 do, I do feel like when I did ask a question, I mean, he – he checked me real quick on who the offensive coordinator was. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to listen. I think I'm just going to Yeah, you'll have to, you have to get by that. No, you're going to have to do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah what do you think this is? You think you just, just walk into the fucking it. terrarium and start talking to the fucking head alligator, pal? Nah, not you're I don't right. think so. No, he's going to check you every once in a while. Every human you talk to forever is going to check you. What do you think Saban did to me last night whenever I go, Sabe, what up, bub? And then there's a check. I don't like this person. Stop talking to me. You just got to fight. You just keep going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, bud, we're sitting next to each other for three hours. Through. I don't have time in the first five minutes for you not to like me. Like, you can hate me later. I'm going to come around in an hour or two. Yeah. Maybe. And yeah. You might end up hating me or whatever, but you got to get through that. Don't let – hey, Aaron was just seeing if you knew your shit. You exposed yourself while asking the question probably. Well, I mean, and I think at the end know, of the day, LaFleur he, does call the plays, not Stenovich, right? 
Well, we didn't know anything about that. It sounds yeah. like you have thought about this since the moment yeah. it happened. You yeah, need to move on. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's, I mean. It sounds like this one has really gotten you. You're a little rattled right now. A little grudge over there. And he loves that, by the way. I think oh, Aaron, yeah. if Aaron was oh, to yeah. hear this, yep. that months later, you are still. Stand a bitch on the floor. You tell me. Yep. He's going to be grinning ear to ear. He, so just wants you, he just wants you to know he's an active listener. So, like, what you're saying, you, you got to. You gotta keep going through that, dude. All right, I got. You just gotta do it. I got something I... cooking next week for next Tuesday. Yeah, next week. I don't yeah. know if we're gonna have time sure. for you guys' question, pal. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. There's a way to think what about. Like, what does he think this is? I'm, I'm, I'm coming in. He's done it to me. If think... you come to me, I'm coming with a question. He oh, you're gonna questions. come right into the mic. <laughs> right. Hell in. yeah. Hell yeah. All over it. A lot of sexual innuendo stuff out of me last night. I don't normally do that. Well, well I think it's because of AJ. He's been he's been doing the suck it up thing and. Suck about is a big part of the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Whenever you're talking about play action, literally, it's only thing play action yeah. is. Yeah. But that leaks into other areas. Suck up, suck up linebackers. linebackers. Yeah. What's that, bud? That leaks into other areas. When it's six, yeah, but not for me normally. I'd normally dance around that. I guess like 10, 12 hours on air though. Yeah, yeah, but I was told after ten thirty, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Well, actually, I was told Michael Jordan said, "Fuck it, nine oh five. Was that local or Eastern? American. Okay, standard. You're right, because in L.A., that's fucked up time zone. Yeah, you live over in that thing. What do you do? I don't know. Don't You're, put me in. I'm not in Pacific. I'm in mountain hours, time. I'm in mountain. I'm two hours. How do you so watch weird. sports? But that's sometimes you're Pacific. One. It just depends on the time of year. Correct. But starting next year. Doesn't change anything. I'm all Pacific. I guess I am on that time zone now. Dude, I guess I am. I don't know how you're going to do it. It's a vacation. Honestly, I don't know how you don't just view it as a vacation. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. You're watching boxing. You're watching UFC. You're watching the national championship. Would you rather it finish? At 9 p.m. or midnight? Yeah, so UFC just checked the highlights the next morning on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I'm out. I'm not staying up to 1 to watch that. That's not real life. They're trying to make you watch it, which makes sense. And I do. I think UFC and boxing, when it ends at 2.33 a.m. Eastern time, you guys win. We win. Way to go. Nice job. Yeah, we win. And I'm a big UFC guy. I understand. Yeah. Primetime football games, though, like, I'm going right to bed after those. Yeah. Over in L.A. or whatever, and where you're going to be. It's like, no, the night's kind of just getting started, if you want it to. Yeah. And it's like, who has the energy? I, I don't know if I have the ability to really have the energy to do it. The weather is fucking, well, not yesterday, but Allegiant. the weather is awesome. Yeah. Like, when we got out there, it was clear skies, sunny. 65. Oh, that beach view. Whew. Oh, and you're in fairy tale clock land. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is 5 o'clock somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? At all points. With this sun, this view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This fake time, how do you not have an old-fashioned at 2 o'clock? In well, exactly. How do you not have a Mongo White Claw 3.30? What? 10 a.m. Jack and Cokes were pretty cool. So I didn't do that. <laughs> Afternoon games. But you could understand. That would be your time. Yeah. Certainly. But, yeah, the NFL Sunday kicks off at 10 a.m. over there. Sunday night football awesome. starting at 5.20 was just, like, such a it's mental awesome. head fuck. It was like... A, I'm going, like you said, I'm going to bed when this game's over and the game is over and people are just getting ready to like go out to dinner. So you guys are a go to bed early crowd over there. And then I still have have a life after the games. It's nice. I can still watch a show. I can hang out. And then what do you, what time do you wake up? I mean, I'm up at 6.30. So it's actually 9.30, which is pretty perfect. Yeah. That does sound good. I don't know if I'll be able to just stay away from booze, though, if I'm ever in that sun all the time. Yeah. I don't, I'm not even a drinker. I don't even drink anymore. I don't, AQ heard I had some booze over there. He got all excited. He's like, oh, we're back, we're back. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not. I didn't, get even, I didn't even get hungover because of how I did 
I feel like I was a real adult. I mix in waters. I was doing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But it's hard not to have a beer whenever you're just like sitting there. What? It's nice out. It's hard. It's hard not to. Mm-hmm. There's always it's like you, spring. You can it's, see the water. It's literally like spring all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to fucking do here? Sounds I, awesome, doesn't it? You're not, trying to make this sound like it's uh, horrible. It's amazing. I don't know how you're like. <laughs> how do you get shit done? Yeah, there that's what I'm is. saying. Like, be a. Yeah. How do you watch sports? Productive. Like, I'd want to be outside. Watch it outside. Golf. Got an outdoor patio, TV right there. Boom, I'm in the sun. Yeah, but you're not paying attention. You're out there chipping and watching. You're not watching. Oh, I'm watching. Fucking around. Can't no. put, I can't put together my segment if I don't watch it. So I have a lot of respect for the people that have enough self-discipline to be able to do that. I found out that it was difficult. Ran out a whole sports bar. Yeah. <laughs> all I wanted to do was go outside and smoke outside. Mm-hmm. Couldn't smoke inside, even though all the windows were windows open. windows were open. Yeah, what the hell? Can I smoke this? Can I smoke your local flower? Come on, right Mike. Right here in this road. This thing. I'll watch you back. You, 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 you uh, so we got cameras watching. <laughs> Love you, Mike. <laughs> All right, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Mike was former Marine. This guy, bald head, strapped that thing on his mm-hmm. hip. Thank you for your service. Buddy. He was ready to go. Yeah. L.A. was much nicer than I thought. I didn't see as many homeless people as I thought I was going to. We weren't downtown as much. Yeah. I was going to say, when, I we, was? when we went to pick oh, up man. the rental cars, boy, oh, boy, I saw a lot of bums outside of 7-Eleven, and they were talking nothing. Did you go to the beach? <laughs> no. They're all no. over the beach. No, they weren't. Dude, I walked through Venice. Yeah, we drove up the PCH. You didn't see anybody on the you, beach. I smelled them. I didn't see them. You get into Venice, you, it smells different. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it, I didn't see anything. It looked nice. Severe oh. lack of bumps, to be honest. I, They're there. I don't know if it's a no, severe lack. I think it's good that this is potentially happening, probably well, for the well, bumps. My guess it's, is- yeah, it's been raining all week long. Probably washed them all away. Well, either that or it's... National Championship weekend, they just bring in the street sweepers and just fucking clear them out. Yeah. Oh, like what happened with the Super Bowl. Exactly. They might have hired yep. Mike to just push a few of them off that cliff onto the PCH. I don't know. If, Jesus. I don't know if any of this is real, but I will say it was beautiful. It, it was, was beautiful. It was. Thank you for the hospitality, L.A. Yes. Gorgeous. And that was the most I think we've all hung out and just drank for as long as we have in a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it, was it was nice. Just to hang out. It was a blast. I yeah. missed that shit. It was a good time. Yeah. Literally had our own bar. Just Which was an awesome move. Yeah. And then the other bar, we, the bungalow was in our Kinda lobby. Same, yeah. same deal. Yeah. We had our own mm-hmm. part of that bungalow bar with our own TV. So in the hotel lobby, we could not go because it was all the college football world. Very thankful to ESPN for putting us up in that hotel. Mm-hmm. Very nice hotel. But the lobby of all those event hotels, if you're somebody that maybe people know who it is, it is a nightmare. That is not a fun experience. You're in your room. Or you're out of that hotel. You're not, like, mingling around much. Can't. Can't. It's, it's a full-on event, pretty much. It's a meet and greet for however many days you're there. It's a good thing, okay? I'm not knocking that. I'm not a person that knocks that. I love talking to people. I enjoy talking to people. I'll take 35, 45, an hour talking to one person that, like, I should not have talked to that person for that long, but I just get intrigued by it. There was this bar called The Bungalow oh, man. that was in the parking lot of our hotel, and we... We knew, one of the security guys knew us, Jason, shout out from San Antonio, Texas, like one of the head guys, been there for nine months every single night. He's the guy. He sees us as soon as we walk in. He's like, hey, anything you guys need, let me know. We go in there. It's like this house party setup. We go into the back room. We have a fully functioning bar right behind us and then a full living room with a fucking projection screen. Yeah. And we're just sitting here, mute, DJ killing yeah. it. Yeah. Full bar, full base. It felt like it was a rented out area almost mm-hmm. for us. And then fans of the show that were there came in and, like, stood behind us. And we just drank for, like, four hours just watching this game doing absolutely nothing. 
It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Roof. Perfect. There's like an outside section with a like clear greenhouse type roof that you could be outside there too. That was like one of the best bars I've ever been to. They had a, a pool table in one of the sections. All day. They had a fireplace in one of the and sections. I, like it, it, we were almost in the fireplace section. Yes. So it's like a house party bar setup. Genius, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. And they have two projectors. We were just in one of the rooms. That doesn't look like it. I don't think that's the place. That was the one that's but, if you if you uh, go to the end there to the right is the room where you guys were in because I just that's where I had to sneak in. Uh, I did maybe. not see this room. I don't think so. That's the greenhouse room. I wonder if it's set up for like a private no, there's event. There's a tree in the middle of Looks the like a greenhouse wedding. one. Yeah, they might have used this to rent it. This is not the place that we were at. No. It didn't look like this. That was way too nice. Yeah, unless they mix it up. But yeah, the the George like getting to see some of the Georgia fans, like last night, action. after yeah, after I got home, I looked at some of the stuff. There was one Georgia fan who was wearing a fedora who basically came up to you. One of his buddies brought him over, and he just barked for like two minutes, and then he w- left. Yeah, you know, I was back to him. All right, go dogs, and then walked away. Yeah, it's gold. Shout out to LA, man. Shout out. And joining us live from an attic in Ohio, a man that was perusing the field at SoFi with us last night on ESPN2, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, AJ Hawk. Yeah. AJ. What's up? You made it, bub. Proud of you. Boy, AJ. Yeah. We're here. We made it. AJ drove back to uh, Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. after landing in Indy last night at 4.15. When did you get back? Did you take a nap on the side of the road? Did you do old school a little bit? No, I made it the whole way. Pulled in my house at 7.45 right as my kids were about to go to school. So it was perfect. Oh, Hell yeah. 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 Boy, AJ. Did you nap afterwards or did you work out? Yeah, a little bit of both. Tried to lay down for about an hour and a half. Uh, I slept a little bit and then got up, got a little pump, and now here I am. Okay, so you'll be crashing probably about the same time as me. <laughs> Four or five o'clock's coming around. I know you got parenting duties you're going to have to do all night that I don't necessarily have to do, uh, but I will have to deal with all the dogs who haven't seen me in a while. Valerie was already in her bed that she sleeps in, mm. so I come home, 4.15, get into bed. Everybody sees me. have my little, how you doing? Valerie comes back like 6.15 a.m. when she wakes up. She normally jumps back up into the bed and lays down. So whenever she comes in this morning, she jumps. Holy shit, where the fuck did you come from? (laughs) There's a full moment between me and my dog, Val. I, you know, my heart started to really flutter. I assume that's what happens with kids. I'm excited for that. But uh, tonight, I'm going to be passing out hard. I assume you're going to be doing the same. This is kind of a thing. We're just all going to catch up tonight. Is that the plan for everybody here? Yeah, I guess so. It's kind of like uh, when we came back from the Super Bowl. Similar situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then we take two weeks off after Super Bowl. So this yeah. is, we're still different. in the middle of like. When we yeah. came back from uh, the Super Bowl, we actually had a live stream that night and watched the entire game. Yeah, so we, did, did. we didn't get together. Are we doing a live stream again or no? For the Super Bowl? We shouldn't make that decision now. We're way too tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't like to make decisions, uh, you know. After like right after things, I like to take the emotion out of it. I can't tell you how long it's going to take for me to take the emotion out of last night. Could be a week, could be six months, but we'll eventually make the decision on, on whether we're going to do that last. All right, so we'll certainly have a suspended vote for you <laughs> if you're not ready. But we will have to figure out whether or not we've done that the last few years, right? Hasn't been yeah. our thing, especially with the coin toss. It's hard not to. Oh yeah, what are we going with? What is, you want heads or tails? I Tails. think I always kind of go with heads. Okay. Oh, shit. So here we are. You know, not again. Leave, leave me out of that bet. You know you get pissed at me when I try to tell you what it's going to be. In well, you're ahead on a Zoom. 
You were, uh, you were ahead yeah, on the yeah. FaceTime. I mean, not on the Zoom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And we're like, we haven't seen it yet. You're like, nothing. No, it was something else. Hey, last night was cool, bro. What a fucking blowout. Ohio State could have beat TCU, obviously. They weren't able to beat Georgia the week before. People are pissed about the matchup, but I loved every moment of this college football season. Very grateful for it. AJ, your thoughts on last night and how it all went down? Yeah, it was awesome. And obviously the blowout, a lot of people that work at games like get worried and they hate doing blowouts and hate being there. I think it's fun. It gives you some time to roam around and talk to Marty and Timmy Tebow and all those things. So, yeah, credit to Georgia. They are unbelievable top to bottom they have guys they have guys three and four deep at every position that just are absolute studs so yeah they're awesome yeah what did nikki newzini report from the internet from the suite uh there is now a hypothetical debate going on on the internet Mm -hmm. if the freshman georgia team would be able to win this national championship Mm -hmm. it's like they bring out next year's quarterback and next year's d lineman and next year's wide receivers they were even bringing out next year's offense alignment they were tagging an offense alignment that were the same exact fucking size as those guys, you start looking at their numbers, we didn't even have them on the card. It's like, oh, that guy's a true freshman, not going to burn his red shirt here. It, national championship, not going to burn the red shirt. Nope. So, true freshman here. Uh, this is a red shirt freshman here. He's still got probably three more years in the program. He's not going to leave early. It's like, geez, Kirby Smart. Then, did you hear the leaked audio of Kirby talking to the team? Yes, that was – I'm not a big guy on uh, on pump-up speeches or inspirational speeches, but that was both of them. That was amazing. I don't want to be the one that just, like, continues to spread it, but it's on the Internet, so we should run it. It's so sweet. Should we, I mean, this thing is fu- – I'll just run it out of my phone here directly into the goddamn uh, microphone so I can cut it off at whenever. But we've been – the way this was described on the Internet is that this is from before the national championship yes. game. Mm-hmm. So everything we just said about all the recruits and humans they have on the team, size, athletic, everything like that, and seemingly composure in the big moments, because you can have size and athletes and everything, but in the big moment, like the NFL is filled with big dudes who are great. Oh, yeah. A lot of big dudes who are great don't make the NFL, though, because they can't handle whatever. Uh, The football acumen you need to have, maybe the big moment acumen, be able to handle the situation, rules, discipline, buying in. Georgia's got it all, AJ. It seems like Georgia's got it. Now, they're not the only ones, but Georgia's got fucking all of it somehow. And they got involved. You listen to this pregame speech from Kirby Smart, and you're like, oh, it makes sense why he's got all, everybody kind of going in the same direction. This is allegedly Kirby Smart before the national championship. If you hear this, all of you who bet on TCU. That's right. I think you did too, AJ, didn't you? Absolutely not. You, I'm on record saying I think Georgia – could possibly blow them out. Okay, good. Me too, by the way. So that gives a lot of legitimacy to our fucking program. But everybody else on our program and other people that had microphones are saying TCU money line. <laughs> but if we would have heard this, could you imagine hearing this? Look at 
Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Unreal. I mean, I'm, that is fucking. How could you not want to run through a wall I there? Know, I yeah. didn't know Kirby had that. I think no. a lot of us didn't know Kirby had that. I saw a video on game day that they ran for a preview, and Kirby was standing up on like a locker talking to the team before the game or something, and he said, like, I think he said these motherfuckers, but the way they edited it, it mm-hmm. just said like they or something like that. He said, they now got to see us for real or something like that. And I'm like, oh, Kirby's like dog, uh-huh. you know? And then you hear that speech right there, AJ. I'm ready to run through a wall for that guy. I don't know. 65-7, it seems like that should have been maybe 80 mm-hmm. to 90 yeah. to 7, AJ Hawk. Well, don't you think the a big reason we respond well, like it feels very authentic and real and in the moment. Kirby didn't sit there beforehand and be like, hey, what should I hit in my pregame like inspirational <laughs> talk? Like he just he was excited. He was obviously pissed off at different things that have happened. Also, yeah. he said all all the guys went through this past week. They were probably banging this week leading up to the national championship. You know, like Kirby seems like he is not scared to coach his guys hard and to be disciplined and Will Muschamp everything they have going there. I don't know, man. They they are an absolute freight train on their way. You got to remember Kirby, former player. Yeah. So sometimes former players are a little bit of. Uh, like docile, like want to keep everything relaxed. I yeah. like everything going. He was a safety. He's on defense side of the ball, so he's like headhunting about it too. Yeah. Hey, let's hey let's fucking go. I love if you can get everybody to buy into that belief because that's all you're trying to do as a coach. Now there's different ways to go about it, and I'm sure people are going to hear his language and they're going to be offended. Mm, of course, I mean they're going to be yeah. offended by his language. Mm-hmm. I hate to break it to you, that's how every human in the NFL speaks. So whenever you hear or at high level football speaks, so when you hear some people that don't speak like that, your radar should go up. Maybe instead mm-hmm. of the opposite way, your radar should maybe go up and be like, "Why is that? Oh, this is a super good human. Okay, they're always like this." Or oh, this person's guarded, filtered, not saying their actual real thoughts, which is not well received normally in the football world. Kirby's a fucking dog out there, dog. Yeah, it was unbelievable listening to that and then also just watching him on the sidelines still coaching when, you know, it's the fourth quarter and they're killing him. But also what they went through this week, was it just TCU, people thinking that they could actually hang with Georgia and Georgia just having to sit and stew on that all week? Because 70% of the money was on TCU. Exactly. Like, it feels like a lot of people are like, hey, TCU can do this. And I assume Georgia saw all that. I assume Kirby told them all that that's what people were saying. And then they basically said, oh, okay, you're going to disrespect us. We'll just go out and win 65-7 to and pull all of our starters with 12 minutes left. Uh, joining us now is a man who knows a lot about this world, obviously, because he is now – what, probably the fifth biggest name coach in college football. Mm-hmm. Definitely the most famous dude that mm-hmm. has entered college football. Mm-hmm. And not only is he famous just because people talk about him, the reason why people talk about him is because if he was to come and talk to your friend group, no matter who you are, and you, you were asked, hey, who's the best football player that this friend group has? Be like, this, uh, this is Mike. Mike's fucking best football player we got. <laughs> this guy's better than Mike in football, like probably 10, 10x. Every one of your friend groups. And then you go to the same friend groups and go, hey, who's the best fucking baseball player you got? Oh, Zach, dude. Uh-huh. Zach fucking, you can see the laces, this guy. <laughs> this dude's better than fucking Zach. So everybody in your friend group, he's better than you at everything that is athletically. And he's better than everybody that you've ever seen. You've been like, oh, that's the best guy I've ever seen. So literally anything he does is okay because his resume is fucking legit in every single aspect of athletics. Then you talk about being one of the greatest preachers and speakers. Mm-hmm. And you put that together, you got a goddamn great football coach. Mm-hmm. Saw it at Jackson State. Now he's at Colorado. He was on game day yesterday looking fantastic. Uncle Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp, obviously declared that this man is eight toes down. I would like to... Do- 
declare that this man's the greatest eight-toe athlete in the history of eight-toe athletes yep. and also the greatest athlete with ten toes. Motherfucker can take two off and still beat all of you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, Coach Prime. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. What's up, the man? The best eight-toe. You know what? That's a heck of a compliment. From you. I wish I had me uh, a tank top in here. I will put it on, <laughs> just in honor. Well, you don't have to do that, Prime, because everything I do is uh, try to be in honor of you, sir. You fucking created this game way back in the day, long before branding or marketing or people had the foresight to think about a business down the road. You were doing it and crushing it, and you're still doing it today. You're fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. All right? I'm not, I'm not going to do this the whole thing, okay? I'm not just going to talk and compliment you the whole time, even though you deserve it. I appreciate and, I'm, and I'm a massive fan. The Amazon documentary following you through your Jackson State year here – watching you coach, watching you, like, demand accountability from your team, I think was a beautiful move. How did that come about? Did they approach you, I assume? And how open and willing uh-huh. were you for it? Well, first of all, I got to give love to my guys from Barstools. Barstools, the first couple of seasons that we had, it was on Barstools. Yeah. And we kind of grew organically and wanted to just take a, another step. But, shoot, Barstools put it out there, and they blessed us, and it was unbelievable. It was so much more content because – um, the budget was there, and it was a daily look, so you didn't miss anything. I mean, with Amazon, we're doing a phenomenal job, a bigger scope, wider lens, yeah. and everyone in the country. I think we're number two on uh, Amazon right now, and it, it, it's phenomenal. Okay, is that good? I mean, you want to keep your receipts. Is that you good? You want to keep the receipts. You want know. people to say to see everything. Yeah, You're yeah. not just talking about it. You want to show them that we are being about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations on the success. We know that the Colorado Buffalo's Instagram account and Twitter account and season tickets purchases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, hey, you're not yeah. just uh, you're not a person that we talk about the needle moving. We actually see it. How have you felt over there in Colorado right now? Obviously, you're feeling the love. We're following along on Instagram. After watching yeah. last night and watching this season and knowing college football a little bit better, what do you think about what you're going to be able to build at Colorado? Uh, we're recruiting our butts up. One of the coaches just peeked in. I'm, I'm pretty darn sure he's talking about a commitment. Uh, I'm pretty darn sure. Hey, congratulations. We did a lot. We're, we're, we're living out of that portal. Uh, we got some high school kids that are going to be able to contribute, but the, um, we're living out of that portal, man. We're 40, 40, 20, 40% grad transfer, 40% portal, 20% high school. So that, that's the kind of way we go about it to build a team. And uh, we're doing it. I'm, I'm happy. I'm elated. We got a great darn coaching staff, and I can't wait uh, to see the finished product that we put on, on the field. God, That's a, like how do you put your coaching staff together? I'm sure with you and all the relationships you have, you have plenty of people that would love yeah. to come coach for you. How do you figure out who is the right fit? It, it comes from relationships. I got to have a relationship. It's, it's nobody I can't say. Well, I, I'm just gonna go grab him. Where well, not be, may not be a fit because it had to come from a relationship, a friend that validated this friend that I had a tremendous relationship with. Um, Coach Sean Lewis, I mean, that, that's coming over from Kent State. That was a relationship from a friend that recommended him, and he is phenomenal. You know, to get a head coach to come over to be your OC, then Charles Kelly, my DC from Alabama. Shoot, I mean, come on. I still have Dennis Thurman that that led us to the number one defense in the FCS the last couple of years, and I have a plethora of people here that are truly qualified. Uh, Mike Zimmer is going to walk through that door at any moment. Willie Taggart is going to walk through that door at any moment. I mean that. That's just how it is to insulate me to make sure I'm on my game as well. No, Coach, I heard you guys are going to stink. Colorado's stunk for so long. You got no chance. You got no chance. Hey, 
That that's not my natural odor, baby. I don't know. I, I know you may if you get close to me, it's gonna smell like Dolce, but my natural odor is winning. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's it's confidence. That's my natural odor, and that's what we're gonna do. Hold on, yeah, because when you're on the widescreen there, Foxy, if you could, I see all the quotes in the background. You know, a lot of coaches have quotes that motivate them. Prime's got all the quotes that he fucking created behind <laughs> him. Right yeah, yeah. Hey, you look good. Yeah, and, and we got and we got room. We got room. We got room for over there. We got some room, you know, for the wall. So every time we come up with a good one and it just happens organically, we put them on the back of the wall. I do enjoy the fact that whenever you see or say something that it should be remembered, you go, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's, oh, a, that's good. a good one. Yeah, that- it's a good one. <laughs> It's good. You know, it's like the Bible. You know, when when, when God got finished creating the, uh, the whole world, what did he say? He looked back on it, the Bible says, and he said, and that was good. <laughs> so if God can say it, I, I think I can, <laughs> I think I deserve to say it. Hey, why? He looked back on it and said that that was good. Yeah, well, a lot of things you've done have been good. I mean, obviously the story that Desmond told yesterday on game day about how Desmond was a rookie and it was Packers, Falcons, and he was returning kicks. And obviously Des returns a kick and hits the Heisman pose. And obviously in the Super Bowl, he's MVP, returns one against the Falcons. And then Prime, you said that you told the returner, you weren't even returning anything. You said, get out of here because you looked at Des and was like, not in my house. You're not going to return a a kick here. Well, have you always been like that? Like literally like ever since you were a child, you've just always been most competitive, most professional guy. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna say most professional. Now that group, that group, I was ignorant. I was straight out of ignorant, you know, early on. I was, I was hood and good. All right, I was hood and good and ignorant. I've learned to polish it up and present it in different ways, you know. But I've always been that dude. I've, I've, I've never not been that dude. So I've always been able to rise to the moment, man. And, and not only that, but bring people with me. Yeah, and why'd you choose college coaching? I asked you this at game day, and you gave a great answer. You said you you wake up motivated, you say everything like that, but there's a lot of people that want to inspire and change the world. The amount of time that college ball takes, and obviously your son's the quarterback there, and he's immediately in the Heisman conversation because of Mm -hmm. the Colorado move, but why is this how you spend your time? It's a lot of time doing college coaching prime. Man, I was coaching on the backside of the desert for a long time. I started off with youth football. We have one of the biggest uh, programs in the country with ages five all the way to 14 and several teams of each uh, um, age group. Now, you got to understand, we had youth baseball. We had 22 or 24 teams. We had youth basketball, another 25 teams. We had track. We had cheer. We had all those things. So um, our name truth name was truth trust in god respect myself and others understand i have unlimited possibilities try my best never give up and honor the truth in his creed at all times oh that's that a good our, one yeah that that's what we that's what truth stood for and we took the whole state of texas and we went and played all around the country and this that's what i was doing for a decade then i got into high school football then after high school i'm just sitting there all the kids about to go you know shallow Bucky had graduated from SMU. Shiloh was at uh, South Carolina, and Shador was getting ready to go play for Coach Taggart. And, uh, you know, I started getting a call. Phone started ringing. I'm like, you know, let me really consider that. So I interviewed on uh, a couple of interviews and knocked them out of the park, but it wasn't the time. <laughs> and I accepted the uh, the Jackson State uh, challenge. It was a tremendous challenge. Tremendous challenge because I had never been to Jackson. I'm like, HBCU, I don't really know a lot about it. Let me do my homework. And I accepted the challenge. Then Shador said, you know what, Dad, I'm riding with you. And shallow like that, I'm riding with you. So now I got both my sons there and the mother's son doing all those social media. And it just became a, a wonderful thing. And being able to grab those guys, you know, without your, the Bible says you're riding that staff, they come for me. Without 
the guys around you, you're not going to be comforted. So I learned to put some pretty good guys around me, just like when I returned punch. If I didn't have 10 dogs in front of me blocking their butts off, I wasn't going to be fried. So I've learned to always keep some dogs around me to make sure I could go do what I'm, I'm blessed to do. Man. And that's the formula of coaching, man, just having some good coaches around you. that, And we're not friends of the kids. You know, everybody talking about these kids are different. The kids ain't no different. Their coaches have changed. Kids ain't no different. They the same old kids. Coaches have changed. Quit pacifying these kids, and they 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 want they want discipline, man. They want structure. They want to be told what to do and where to go and how to do it. And uh, nowadays, we got navigational systems that takes them everywhere, and we have to be those navigational systems. Coach, people are scared to death to coach like that these days. Is that ever crossed your mind? Does that cross your mind? I don't or know. No? I don't. I don't know no other way. I've been doing this. With youth, kids five and six years old, I, I don't know no other way. I don't know no other way. I refuse to start you, and you have three Fs on your report card. That's what it was done to me. I'm not starting you even at the college level. I'm not doing that because you're not smart and you're not disciplined. So why would I put you out there knowing at some point in time I'm going to need you to make the right decision within the confines of the game, and you're not going to do it because you're not even doing it for you. Uh. So how are you going to do it for me? Hey, that was good. That was a good one. How do you find those when you're recruiting these kids? Like, can you tell when you meet with them in person and yeah. been, like through the recruiting process? Yeah. Do you know, like, hey, this is some guy that can play for me, and this person absolutely cannot? Yeah, just the interviewing process and meeting the parents as well. Parents will tell you everything. Kids will lie. Parents will tell you everything, especially the mothers. They're not gonna lie. They're gonna tell you straight up. The daddy's gonna try to pacify little Johnny, but the dad they'll lie a little bit. The mama's gonna tell you everything. And if you ask little Johnny pinpoint him down and back him into a corner he can't help but tell you who he is and and we want those type of kids that are smart tough fast disciplined with character or we're going to clash and i don't even want to bring a kid on a visit i don't want to offer a kid if he's not our type of kid but when we sit down and get down and and get down that road with him i'm going to be able to tell it's been kids come here uh, um recruiting trips that we got here and all they wanted to talk about first was the nil that's not my kind of kid I want you to have a, a passion and a purpose to make it to the NFL, and then I want to know why you're doing it because I, you're a quit on you. Tell me you're trying to get your mama out the hood or you, you, you're trying to do this for the family. Tell me it's bigger than you because if it's all about you, that's going to be a problem because you're going to sustain an injury one point of time in your life. You're going to face some adversity, and if it's about you and if you're not stable enough, you'll shut that thing down when it's dealing with you but if it's about mama or that brother or that friend or that sibling or somebody more important than you you're not gonna quit on them yeah when you're a part of something bigger than yourself obviously you're gonna commit a little bit more and i think that's what you're explaining do you think you are like the perfect person to be a college football head coach in the modern world that we're in your background in branding and marketing obviously nio is a real thing but i think the biggest thing is and peyton manning told me this and I don't remember if it was Peyton directly or Peyton's guy or whatever. I had, because I, I was so fascinated by how much money Peyton made off the field, made so much money mm-hmm. off the field. I mean, we're talking, mm-hmm. he had commercials with fucking everybody. You watch the game. Right. He, right. Was in, right. he was in right. a Buick. Right. Yep. Then he was fucking eating a pizza. Nationwide. And then yeah. he, he was and selling some insurance. He was really good, too. He and was right. it was good. Right. And, all of, and then that Saturday, he was going to be on Saturday Night Live, too. So mm-hmm. it was like. This guy was everywhere making so much money, and I had, to be, I had the opportunity to be in his universe or whatever. And the team around him was like, yeah, first things first, though, got to be really good at football. You know, gotta Thank be, you. Gotta be re- <laughs> Thank you. Got to be really it good. It don't work. Yeah. Nothing else works if you're not good. Yeah. And Nothing I, else works if you don't have the it. If you're not it, it don't work. And nowadays, kids want the it, and they're not it. 
Well, you would have said that differently. You would have said it differently, but I'm trying to be black because I'm going to use profanity. Yeah, yeah. And you're not it. Yeah, okay? yeah. yeah, you're a good man. You're a good person. You're always this person. So I think we all appreciate the hell out of that. But I think you're the perfect person that can explain that to a lot of people and them understand it, though. That's why I feel like you're the perfect head coach right now in college. I'm, I'm trying. I assume I'm more trying. jobs. Was there bigger? Was there more jobs? Was Colorado? Yeah. Colorado was the biggest job, biggest offer. Why? No, 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 no. Colorado was the best job and the perfect job for me because of Rick George, because of the AD, because of his spirit and and, and what he spoke to me. Like 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 the thing he touched me, man. And and he he it was so him. Like. This is the reason I'm him. I was offered more money, of course, but money don't move me. You know, like connectivity and, and, and the spirit and, and being in the right place and doing the right thing. That's what moves me and motivate me. Um, if, if money was it, shoot, I would, I, I'd have lost this a long time. You don't come to work because of the money. You come to work because you love doing what you're doing and the money seems to follow you. That's That's been my formula. Um, I was sitting down uh, talking to a kid this past weekend. And the coaches were beside me, the coordinator and a defensive back coach. And the kid was just talking, and the parent, the mother was adding in. I said, look, I've sat in all three seats. I've been the kid on the couch. I've been the parent right next to the kid on the couch. Now I'm on the other side and the coach that you're talking to. So it's not nothing that I don't understand about this process. <laughs> you know, and that's a gift. That's a blessing to be in all three seats. I'd say. Yeah. So it, it, what can you say when I'm telling you I understand the feeling and the motion? And I say, son, your mother is worried about two major things. She's not worried about you playing and all that. She's worried about what you're going to eat and where you're going to be housed. And we're going to make sure that's straight. You're going to eat three hot meals a day and have some funds for other things in life okay. because colleges give you that. But I'm going to make sure you have a wonderful place for you to lay your head. And we got some great dorms and housing, student housing as well. Those are the main things. Everything else is on the kid. The mama don't care about nothing else but that. And then you got to coach him up. What do you got? Oh, I don't know. Former head coach is my offense coordinator. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you, you ever heard of Zimmer. Yeah, the guy. <laughs> yeah. You know him either on the internet or on a football field. A lot of them. He's coming in here. Yeah. You're. Yeah. I can't believe West Virginia did not just give mm-hmm. every single. That, I was pushing for that. I'm, I'm, that. That's not me though. Like that. That's not me. That's that. That's not me. That that's not me. It, it has to be somewhere that I can flourish. That I can function. That I'm going to be me. I'm not changed. Look at you. Look at you. When you went to do Fox, did, did, did you change? I mean, did, did you change? I'm sorry. When you ESPN, did you change? Fox, too. I was on SmackDown. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, right. I was but running, you don't change. I was wearing tank tops through it all. You had to. Yeah, had that's to. what I'm saying. Why would you change? That's who you are. Yeah. So it has to be somewhere that's not going to even imply that you change. Like, you want it prime. You, that's what you're going to get. I don't know how to dress it up and flip it no other way. I got to be me. I got to be me un- unapologetically. I'm going to be me. Hey, we have issues with that with some companies because of that. I assume you've run yeah. into that case as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm right back out. I'm right back out of the door. They should have Googled me, did your homework, and asked a few questions because I'm going to be me. Yeah. Did you say you're right yeah. back out of the door? Is that what you said? Is that what you said? Yeah. Right back out of the door. Yeah. We're me, not going to make it there. Me too. Yeah. yeah that is. <laughs> yeah. Right back out of it. Hey, I do not have anywhere near the resume to be doing the same thing you are, but I am happy to hear that I'm not the only human doing that shit. You are an elite <laughs> individual. A couple of the boys have questions for you. Is that all right? Yes, most definitely. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Coach, after you first got to Colorado, there, there was that unbelievable you know, conference you had with the team where you basically told them, like, hey, look, we don't have that many spots, and a lot of you guys aren't going to be here next year. Is that right. something that, you know, when you were playing, you didn't experience, you know, 
coaches telling you the tough truth a lot of the times? And then are you having trouble telling kids like, hey, I, I don't have a spot for you because I got, you know, 500, 1,000 no, people no. trying to come to play? That's just like asking somebody if you have a problem being honest. I don't have a problem being honest. I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing and uh, placate anything. I'm going to be straight up with you so that you can move on to the next level or you can come here and you understand the deal and understand how we move and how we work and how we go about our business. So challenging those kids to understand there's going to be change. Everybody said, we want to change the culture. We want to change the team. Well, you got to start changing the darn people. How are you going to do that if you don't change the people? you got to change the people to change the culture, to change every darn thing. It's, it's change is inevitable in this world. Some people can't grasp it or hold on to it or fathom it. But it's, it's, it's it. change. The guy, when you guys elevate, and you're going to elevate because you guys are unbelievable, there's going to be some type of change. That's, that's just apparent. It's, it's what happens in life. It's going to be change. Probably going the other way, Coach, if we had to guess. If we, there's going to be change that way, too, though. Right? That's certainly going to be change as well. But thank you for that. How come everything you say sounds like the perfect answer? Yeah. Honestly. I, I don't. I'm, man, I, I, I pray a lot. I, I study a lot. I read a lot, but I'm just I'm just unapologetically me, man. I, I've learned to at an early age, and I watched a lot of TV, and I start seeing things and bits and pieces of people that I would take and implement them into myself until it just became a habit. You know, uh, guys I grew up on like Ali. You can see a little Ali. You know, you see a little Hank Aaron. How? steadfast he wasn't chasing the title and dealing with the racism he dealt with a lot of issues while he was uh still locked in and focused dr j his professionalism he was the jordan before michael jordan julius Irvin. he they called him the doctor he didn't even have a darn phd how bad is that yeah. you know that is right you know and then the, the oj not the oj that you know but the oj that i grew up on oh, or rental james simpson that was running through airports jumping over cars and luggage and the, the, the face of hurts how professional he was how his teammates went the extra mile for him how they just wanted him to get to that two thousand yard mark and and how he just gave love to everyone and he was not black or white or hispanic or asian he was just the juice at the point in time so those are the kind of guys I grew up on, man. And I grabbed a little piece of those guys that tried to incorporate them until I was just, you know what? I got to be me. I can't be him or him or him. I got to be me. Hey, what was your, I got to ask you about your time. Is, is, yeah. yeah, 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 for well, sure. That's, everybody's I think everybody's, trying to find it, yeah. Everybody's enjoying watching the, your process that you go through it. But I wanted to ask you quick about your baseball career. I think this doesn't get talked enough, about enough. Like, you were a legit, obviously, unbelievable Hall of Famer in football. And then you had a super prolific baseball career. I grew up in Centerville, Ohio. I used to drive, I used to drive down the road to go watch you play at Riverfront Stadium with, for the Cincinnati Reds. Probably the last time I started going to games. How did you like it there? That was always the word. Like because oh you kept coming back. God, I loved it. It made us feel good that you liked the Reds. No, no, I love Cincinnati. I wanted to just just build a, a, a home there and live there forever. We even asked the darn uh, Bengals at the time, which were horrible. Like, okay, let me just bring it here. Let me do the two-sport thing here because I don't want to leave. I love it. They didn't even call us back. That's how bad the Bengals were at the time. They didn't even call us back. I'm like, I want to play for this you. Place. Jeez. I'm saying, I want to play for it. you. Can't take it. I want to play for you. I, I love baseball here. I would love to play football here so I can stay here all year, year round. I found some property with a little lake on it. I want to do my fishing. and back. I love it here. Oh. And they never even called back, man. Bengals. Come on. Come yeah. on. They just yeah. got an indoor facility. Did you hear about this? This is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's a huge deal. Since that, it's a huge deal. 
but I did. I love Cincinnati. <laughs> I, I used to leave random people on outfield. I used to leave like 50 to 100 tickets a, a, a game because these little kids, they were just my guys. So I'm like, hey, give me your number. I'm going to leave you tickets. You got tickets, season tickets to every game. It's going to be tickets at the gate in your name. You're you coming out. I got you. That's how much love I had for the Reds in Cincinnati. Man. So you would have been mayor of that city, but the Bengals said, uh, we are not wasting any money on ink <laughs> to write a contract <laughs> for this yeah. man. How about you saying it is a huge deal for the Bengals to have an indoor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a I, huge deal. I didn't know that. Is that publicly, is that known, that piece of information right there? I had no idea that took place. AJ, do you know? I, I, I don't think it's properly, it's popular, but it, it is, I don't, it may not be known, but we did. We, we called them. They didn't call us. We called them. AJ, what are you guys doing over there? Why is Ohio being like that? You were great at baseball, though, and I think that's probably... No, I was okay. I wasn't great. I was okay. I had to work my butt off at baseball. I still have baseball dreams, man, because that's... that's You know, we men hate to have regrets, but that's one regret that I would... I I, got to live with, that I felt like I didn't give it everything I should have given it, but but you you had another thing called football. You know, I I was married. And I'm, I'm, I'm the cheating on football with, with my girlfriend, baseball, and I couldn't give her everything. And that's that's how I feel. I couldn't give her everything that she wanted. She wanted the ring, and I couldn't give her, I couldn't give her that ring, man. But I, man, I had a cage in my yard in Atlanta. I mean, I, I went at it hard. I only had two weeks off a year, man. I, I mean, I, I practiced my butt off to just be average in baseball because two weeks after the Pro Bowl, I was at spring training. And that, that was the, that was my life for nine years, and I loved it. How'd, Absolutely loved. How'd your body hold up? How did your body hold up? You, were you doing what football, were you doing? Baseball ain't no, baseball don't do nothing to your body, man. Baseball <laughs> preserves your body. <laughs> <laughs> but I worked out. I worked out every day when I traveled on the road, man. They used to deliver a bike up to my room, and I used to bring little weights. So I, I worked out every day. I trained every day just to keep right. But I had rules. Um, I'm a guy who come. Pro- compartmentalize everything and sometimes that's not good for people but that's the way i function i can have all hell breaking loose over here but i'm a rock steady over here because that's the way i'm built in baseball you couldn't talk to me about football and football you couldn't talk to me about baseball my teammates i didn't i didn't condone it i didn't play it i had to stay locked in either or i mean even leaving and coming back after i played a football game my, my guys they knew man, don't ask me about the football game don't just let me lock in let me stay so I had kind of those kind of rules I in think, my life. I think you probably felt disrespectful, too, if you were to talk about it, right? Because that's their full-time jobs I, 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 at a much smaller No, game. they wanted to talk about oh, it. They, they wanted, okay. hey, right. yeah, hey, hey, Prime, who do you think going to win this? I'm not hip on you, bet. Who did I pick? Yeah, geez, that place <laughs> loves it. Ty has a question for you, Prime. Yeah, Coach Prime, uh, we always talk about, like, you know, our coaches, I guess, in both the NCAA and the NFL I mean, you mentioned culture, and it always seems like, you know, they have, like, a two- or three-year runway before, like, their culture is kind of already instilled. But with you, it seems like there are no mixed signals. Like, everyone knows what they're getting when they get uh, to you and come play for you. So, like, how long do you think it actually takes you to, like, build the culture, like, when you get to Colorado? Uh, I'm not going to say the coach. I have to build a culture because the culture, it comes with me. Like, the culture comes. They know who I am. Uh, it's not like you got to Google and find out who this coach is. You, you, you've journeyed through life with my ups and downs, my in and outs. Um, so they know who I am. It's just our style and what we're trying to accomplish on the field. Um, 
change because we're going to have a good time. We're going to play some music. Um, We're going to have different celebrities come and visit because they're my friends for real. And we just do things a little different, even dressing. You know, I I tell my my guy, I know Smitty Smitty, I don't don't wear college shirts, man. I don't coach with a belt. You don't coach with a belt. Why do you coach with a belt? Like who, who got ready to coach and say, let me put on this belt. Nobody does that. I'm saying, no, no, man. We wear sweatpants. We wear fitted pants. We no belt loops. We're not tucking our shirts in. Because we're coaching. We want to be comfortable. So that's a whole different feel. You know, I'm going to wear a hoodie or a shirt crew neck with with my, or a pocket in the front so I can put my little tablet in when I write stuff down. Like, remind yourself to yell at this kid at halftime. You know, let's just talk about it. Why? But I love it, man. Are you going to go NFL? Are you thinking about that at all? Or no, Never. I can't, I can't coach a rich a rich man that don't want to play, that don't love the game. I if 53-man roster, I would go in in halftime and come back out with about 22 guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you – Can't do it. Hey, you, I, I saw you before a game say, I don't want anybody with their phones out. I don't want anybody doing yeah. anything. I feel like that is an old yeah. school – are you like that all the t- – are you old – you feel like you're an old all, all school coach? Yeah? It, yeah, I'm old school. I'm very old school. Um, I'm like that with my kids as a father. <laughs> um, right, son? Yes, he sir. just walked in. I'm, I'm like Hell that yeah. with uh, – that's just the way I am. And you would think with the moniker and with the prime that, that I'm new school, but no, man, I'm, I'm a, a lot of hype, but I'm in bed by seven. You know, right, right, really? I, never take, I never drank in my life. I've never been a high day of my life, man. I, I'm, I'm up probably by three forty-five, four. I'm in the office. I'm, I'm, you can see I got my machines. I'm, I'm working out right there, looking out the window. So, you know, I'm a little different. But I'm old school. Not a little different. Yeah, you're elite. Yeah. That is. Yeah, but I'm, I'm old school. Like, I'm stuck in these ways, and I'm not jumping the five years old. I ain't got time to change. I ain't, I ain't got time to change. You never I'm going to be who I am and what I am. You I'm going to be who I am, what I am, and how I am. This is it. You ain't never smoke? Never, never smoke, never been high, never tasted alcohol in my life. Snoop's. See, I had two fathers. I had two fathers that did that. Got so it. that's why I would never, because I saw the self-destruction. I was fathering my father. So I grew up very mature because I was fathering them instead of them fathering me. So I was telling them, put the junk down, stop doing that. So I wasn't going to go that way when I know the, the repercussions of that overindulgence of that. Man, you're a badass, yeah. dude. I do think, I'm trying. I do think there's a chance Snoop in Colorado with you. Uh-huh. I mean, there <laughs> is. No, no, no. Snoop, Snoop, Snoop always respects, uh, me tremendously. Um, I remember uh, when he's like, Pram, uh, you know, I'm not going to smoke around you. And I say, Snoop, be you. Be you. I, I I love you. You as a man, as a person, because I know your heart. So he does his thing. But shoot, I have teammates that did their thing. I mean, it is what it is. But I'm, I'm I, what, what one of the quotes said, I've never been one for peer pressure. I put pressure on my peers. So I'm not falling to peer pressure. I'm good. Hey, when you said that, when that one came out of the mouth, you're oh, yep. I mean, <laughs> that was, you got to look. You got to. You got to look away after you said like that was good. Jeez. <laughs> did you hear what this brain? Did you hear what this brain just put together? I don't know. Yeah, did, did we? That all? was good. Yeah. You deserve yeah. that. Last question here from AQ Shipley. Coach, you said something earlier that I found very fascinating with the breakdown of recruiting 40 2020 or 40 40 20. What mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. So when we all came up, recruiting was way different. Now you you speak a yeah. lot about 
grad transfers in the portal. How different is it recruiting them versus high school, and how has that Easier. changed everything? Easier. Grad transfers want it right now. They got one or two more years left, and they want it right now. They ain't got time to be playing no games. They ain't got time to be making mistakes with their careers and their futures. They, they don't have time for knucklehead kids to be running around and not uh, doing their assignment or uh, being where they're supposed to be. I love it. Um, guys in the transfer portal, also, you got to find out why. You got to do your homework and your due diligence. Why? You saying they want this, they want that. Okay, if I call them, what are they going to say about you? Just tell me, because I'm going to make the call. I'd rather not make the call, but tell me why. Because there's a reason you left. There's a reason you divorced this situation or the situation divorced you. So you got to find out all about those guys. High school kids are a little different. You can mold them, you can shape them. But a lot of coaches don't have two years to build them and to mold them and shape them because you're going to mess around and get fired trying to <laughs> trying to develop that kid. So you got to have a perfect balance of older, younger guys and, 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 and mid mid guys as well. So you can have that tremendous balance. But make sure you ain't dealing with no youngsters behind that center. You ain't dealing with no youngsters at, at tackles, right and left tackles. You ain't dealing with no youngsters on that island, on that corner. Some guys, you know, I go from inside out sometimes, sometimes outside in because I'm a corner and I think outside in. You, outside in, you can do some wonderful things. But also, I'm a baseball guy, so I think up the middle. Okay, you give me that, that center, that quarterback, you know, that linebacker, that safety, we good. And give me those two D tackles and I'm straight. So it's a lot going on inside of here. There's a lot of different philosophies and a lot of attributes. I like kids on the line with parents, man. Offensive linemen, I like dual parents, you know, because they're much more serene. They're much more understanding of uh, family, understanding of assignment. When a man talks into their life or yell at them, they don't trip because they've always had a man in their house. Defensive linemen, man, give me the kid from the trailer park, from the hood, from 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 small beginnings, I want him hungry and ready to hunt. I want guys with a darn pickup truck and a deer on the back of it. <laughs> I want guys ready to hunt, ready to go get it, man. I, I want the guy here crying. I want my mama, I got to get her out the hood. That, that's what you want on those defensive linemen. So it's different attributes that we look for that we want. And uh, prayerfully, they'll get us to where we need to go, and we'll get them to the next level of being successful as a professional. And it seems like everybody's dreams are going to come true. We can't wait to watch. Uh, we know you have a meeting coming up. We appreciate you for your time. Watch Coach Prime on Amazon. Number two thing on Amazon right now. Yeah, Coach number Prime. two on Amazon. Hey, guys, I appreciate you. I love you. I'm a fan. I watch you guys. You guys are awesome. Keep on doing you unapologetically. That That's the thing. You know, being 100 is winning right now in music and sports. Uh, not in politics, but those other attributes, <laughs> being 100 is, is, is winning. Hey, that was good. Write that down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Prime. Hey, yeah. About our three, pal, you're a college football national champion, right. a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, right. a video game shitster, an NBA pundit, a COVID survivor, a father of 10. How come you're not pumped about our three on this Tuesday, January 10th? Why do you think I'm not pumped? Look at uh, don't question me about that. I have a you know I have you know how FaceTime messes with me. I have a slight delay, so if I try to jump in on the football chant, I'm usually like a half a second late. How about you trying to just rip that seat off of the plane last night, just Jeez. torquing mm -hmm. that thing full three sixty on oh you be going this way. You guys no. didn't even know that thing moved that way, and all of a sudden I reconfigured the whole thing. Yeah, you did reconfigure the whole deal, didn't you? <laughs> mm -hmm. You had the whole deal reconfigured out there. It was a fun trip. We can't thank, thank you. Thank you enough. for the ride, by the way. I appreciate the ride. Thank you very much. You saved like a whole day of my life. Yeah, traveling's terrible right now, commercial. So
very lucky to get to do it with the boys last night, and we enjoyed the whole thing, didn't we? Hell yeah. Of course. Had some meats in there, a little shark oh, board. Right. Nobody really dabbled because we were all so exhausted. Yeah, the cookies. Though. There was a portion of the plane that slept the whole time. There was a portion of the plane that didn't. But that food wasn't really touched because everybody was too exhausted to stand up, I think. Only if you had to piss and then you were right back down. Long day yesterday, great day yesterday. Can't thank you enough, AJ. Fox and Tables here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt, one half of the hammer. Don Cowboys, Ten Diggs is here. And obviously hosting the trenches coming in mere moments. And also 12-year NFL vet, Super Bowl champion, player, and coach, Jackie Moon. Wow. Thank you, Shipley. Wow. Alan. Oh, yes. All right, let's bounce around the NFL. Let's bop around the NFL. Not like that. <laughs> Chris Ballard addressed the media in his postseason press conference in which he had to answer a lot of questions about how the Indianapolis Colts did, are, and will be in the future. Jim Irsay said that Chris Bowden will be back in 2023, although the coaching search is on, and Jeff Saturday allegedly is in it. We don't know. It sounds like mm -hmm. Jeff would like to be the head coach. Wild to me after what he just went through. Jeff's a football coach. Uh, yeah. Jeff, right. Jeff wants to keep doing it. Chris Bowden will be back. Chris Bowden said his first two words of the press conference were, I failed. Dang. I failed. Yeah. That's tough. You know, that sounds like disappointment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'd like to let this Texas handsome son bitch, <laughs> not like Ugga, who's a factual son bitch. Right. I'm talking about like you just son bitch, this guy. Mm -hmm. Feels like he put together a good team. I don't know why they didn't, weren't a good team. I don't know why they stunk. He spent a lot of money on a lot of superstars in a lot of different positions. Jim Mercer had to open the checkbook up a lot. They just weren't a good football team. Is that Chris Ballard's fault? And whenever he says, I failed, what does that mean going forward? Do you think he's going to be able to regain his confidence? I don't need him questioning himself going forward, AJ. That's not good. I don't think he's questioning his confidence at all. I think I he's failed. being a leader. He's being a good leader, and he's admitting, like, yeah, this, he may have failed, but he knows it's bigger than just him. Yeah, he's yeah. in charge of building the roster, putting it together, but you can never put a failure on just one person, especially when you're talking about an NFL football team. I'll say it was quite calculated, too, if I had to guess. Mm -hmm. He said that I don't want anybody to think that I am pawning off blame at all. First two words I'm saying in this thing is, yeah. I failed. Okay? So any person that writes about it has to literally say, Chris Ballard's mm -hmm. first words out of his mouth is that he – Failed in the job in which trying to get a competitive football. How do they suck so bad, AQ? I mean, honestly, he says, I failed. How do you fix this? One good coach comes in there. Harbaugh allegedly wants to be a Bronco is what yeah. some inside anonymous source is saying mm. from the Harbaugh camp because he could potentially get, you know, kind of the run of the mill over there. And they have the richest owner in sports in the NFL, I mean. So they could pay him a whole new thing. Who knows who the Colts are going to get? They just got requests. Uh, they just requested the Denver Broncos to interview their D.C named um, Ejiro Evero, mm -hmm. I believe. Ejiro. I said the uh, pronunciation. Ejiro Evero. Ejiro Evero. Here we go. Is the DC for the fucking great DC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did not know about this man being a head coach. He's getting interviewed by the Colts. If he can come in and change his culture, he can. But AQ, why does this team fucking suck? And do you think it's 100% Chris Ballard's fault? And do you think Chris Ballard should feel as if it is his fault? I don't think it's Chris Ballard's fault at all. I think the biggest thing when you build a roster is you bring really good, really good players in, right? And he has really good players in that building. Now, do they all mesh? You understand, AJ, anybody that's ever played sports, right? Like, you understand there's much more than having good players to make a team, right? Like the, the locker room, the, the guys that bring the whole thing together, all that. 
the interesting so thing, is that his fault for not not at all I, that? I mean I don't I don't I don't think so I think it's more the head coaches whoever's running the team and leading the meetings and all that to provide the culture I think the GM's job is to bring the players in and then I think you have to pr- provide the culture I do think that coaches and scheme whereas I used to not really be a huge believer in that that could really change everything after watching what happened in New York and Jacksonville this year mm-hmm can make a huge difference. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is coming to his own. Doug Peterson obviously builds the culture. You win some football games, everybody will buy in. Everybody knows that's how it's been forever, but how? how? What do we do? We got the four, number four overall pick, so. Quarterback. I like CJ. You need a quarterback. I like CJ a lot, but who's Carson, running? No, CJ well, State. Carson Wentz. He's a bad teammate, too. We can't forget that CJ's Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. He's bad football, football player. We talked to his neighbors growing up. They said this guy used to steal all the money Mm -hmm. from everybody's pockets. Only good because of Marvin Harrison. He is not CJ. He's not a good player. The fact that people are even thinking about him going in top five, we're thinking maybe top five rounds. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Sixth or seventh (laughs) round. I saw a chart this morning that had him as the third overall quarterback, so I don't even know if you guys have to do it. What are these people talking about? What we were just doing there was not real. If you don't know our show, we did not mean what we were saying. (laughs) No. We decided we were going to start lying about C.J. Stroud because we're a part of the narrative building that all these NFL teams try to do for other teams to view players differently in the draft. There's so many smoke screens and a poker game happening. My God, this guy was late to a meeting with us, and we, he smelled like dope. They just reeked it out there. <laughs> yep. It's like, is this guy a bad guy? Is this somebody you don't want to draft? And then it turns out that team's trying to draft that player, so they're sending out bullshit so that other teams don't want to draft. It happens. I guess this happens. We are now a part of the draft process we understand that our program has gotten to a point in which it is narrative driving. We don't understand why or how we are here, but we understand that we are here, and this is a massive part of this whole thing, the draft in the combine. Mm-hmm. So we made the decision yesterday, and you might have missed it, mm-hmm. that we are going to lie about C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. We're going to say this guy's bad at football so that the Colts can get him at four because I had my eyes on him in one game, yeah. and as somebody who's seen football – up close. Very lucky to be there. Once again, don't know why I was there. Got to be there. It's reality. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about my eyes on C.J. Stroud. That was a fucking Sunday quarterback. Is that not all you're trying to get in the first? That's all you're trying to draft, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I'm trying to get the best guy in this draft class. But I feel like if you watch C.J., especially against Georgia. Now, I don't know how he was the rest of the year. We're going to have to ask you. But against Georgia, it's like that's a fucking Sunday quarterback right there playing against a good team. Is that what he was all like all year? And why do you think he's below Bryce and Will Levis? I don't know what makes like Mel Kuyper and all them rank these guys where they are right now. But as far as C.J. Stroud, I think I told you. I went and saw – when I saw him play for the first time in person two seasons ago, I I think I told you – I may have sent a text that night like this dude can slang it. Like I remember watching him stand on hash, throw to the opposite sideline, just absolute missiles and looked like he wasn't even – wasn't even trying like he looked like the ball was just humming out of his hand and then we see what he does against Georgia when he uses his legs a little bit he shows his athleticism and just stands there and creates time like does everything you want yeah you want to see you could envision him being your franchise quarterback couldn't you that's all you want I absolutely could and back to what we're saying 
all that throw stuff he used to be able to, he can't do that anymore. No, no. he lost it. He lost it all. He has no real. Yeah, you know what else? Ball about doesn't him. even come spinning out of his, his hand. At his all. two <laughs> worst games of all time were you know big games in the playoffs against Georgia, and then last year in the Rose Bowl against Utah, where he threw for four hundred in both of those. Yeah, games. but those were ugly four hundred yards. Right. Yeah. A lot of dink and dunk and receivers. You know, yeah. AQ, you know football pretty well. That guy is not somebody an offensive line would want to block for either. Not, not one bit. Not no, one he didn't bit. even get his teammates against. Wouldn't even look. Look at yeah, didn't buy him all suits. Yeah, wouldn't yeah, even look at him. That offensive receiver's doing Probably wouldn't buy his offensive lineman gifts at Christmas. He didn't. No, he definitely didn't He do gave that. him poop sandwiches. Yeah. He gave the whole team, oh. I think. Yeah. The whole, yeah. Not sandwiches. just the offensive lineman. The Did team. they eat him? Yeah. You think they ate him? On yeah. rye bread. Yeah. We're talking about poop. Rye bread's bad. It's <laughs> terrible. You're going to serve somebody a poop sandwich. You want to make it worse, you put it on rye bread. Yeah, or pompernickel. <laughs> pompernickel. Sure. How about them selling sandwiches as if that's okay mm-hmm. with rye bread to people at, like, commonly gone to places? Yeah. Why are they doing that? Poor <laughs> what are you guys people doing? Love rye. Don't people love rye bread? I love, I love, I love rye bread. That's what I'm what saying. Like? You like all that weird yeah. shit. Pastrami on rye. Well, well he's on rye. Right? incredible. Yeah, I mean, I'm, a foodie, I'm part Jewish. Actually, some of them were actually super hard back then. <laughs> your wife is Jewish. That does not mean. Part <laughs> I think that means I'm part. Right? Yeah. Lift counts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Weren't yeah. you born with sure. a cross? What does that have to too? do anything with? Is that rye a, bread? That's a big part of yeah. the pastrami. Pastrami on rye. <laughs> I love it. Jewish well, delis in New York. Are they eating club sandwiches with rye? Because I'll order a club I, sandwich from a place and they'll put it on rye. I don't I'm think like, they believe in Why are you ruining my sandwich? What just happened? What'd you do here? Take that back. Not supposed to taste the bread here. That's why the fucking club is here for the boys. Okay, <laughs> it's all this stuff in the middle. I don't need the rye to come overtake this come thing. On. I love sandwiches, dude. Sammies are good. <laughs> They're the best. Are they, aren't they? What a good comment. <laughs> What's that, dude? I was just thinking about well, you. It. Just, just think, watching your brain. Man, I love sandwiches. I like, do. Yeah, just a very, very honest. <laughs> I do. Pittsburgh, I think big sandwich. Big. Big. Sandwich. We are. Yeah, I grew up. Everything was. Everything was a sandwich. We get to West Virginia. You know how they have the food, like lunch and dinner, everything there? It didn't matter what it was. I was putting that thing on a roll. I was putting some sort of ketchup and hot sauce in there, ketchup sauce, and every single thing was a sandwich. I was going to make a restaurant. Everything's a sandwich because there is – you get one of those dinner rolls, you can put spaghetti in there oh, yeah. as a sandwich, and then, like, it's an unbelievable sandwich. You can put chicken parm in there. Like, you oh. can put steak. Obviously, everything is a good sandwich. And for a large portion of my life, it was. Everything was finger food. I'm making a sandwich out of everything. And then I realized, like, the keto diet is my uh, – that's the most efficient for my body. Mm-hmm. So it's almost, you know, a little game that my body's playing with my uh, taste buds kind of fucked up. Boom, we find zero, yep. zero card bread, and we're off and running now. So sandwiches are back in my life full time. Everything. <laughs> Breakfast sandwich. What? Wait till you see what I get this afternoon, afternoon sandwich. What? Tonight what? will be a French toast sandwich late night with oh, this bread. Nice. God. Pittsburgh's a sandwich town. Oh, the best. Yeah. It is. It's the best. Fried bologna sandwiches. Did you do that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Flipping the them on the thing. Oh, the best. Yeah, How about chip tam? You ever fried the chip oh, tam up? Isley's chip tam from Pittsburgh? Well, it's Isley's chip chopped. But Easy. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy talk. What? B- bologna and chip tam? I mean, are we on Fear Factor? I mentioned this on the flight. Oh, AJ did say did last night. night. Said he would not eat bologna yeah. to save his life. Said if Joe Rogan presented him with a bologna and cheese sandwich, he would he would bow out on fear. He factor. said he would rather eat fucking spam than bologna. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I would. <laughs> Come on. Are we on fear factor. 
I've never True. heard anybody answer something. Is that the first time you used that? That's a great. No, about, about seven hours ago with the boys on the plane. <laughs> They're talking about it. Because they were looking disgust. at the, all the meats. They were getting the meats, and I was like, someone's a, Nick's like, hey, give me some bologna. I was like, there's bologna on there. I'm jumping out of this plane. Nick didn't eat the bologna. <laughs> I would eat the hell. I eat the shit out of bologna, bro. There was me no too. bologna, Crush. but I would have ate it. I love bologna. Fear factor for bologna? They're eating like Something cow brains. <laughs> you're, you're comparing bologna. To hissing cockroaches. I enjoyed bologna, though. They, mm, when I was in yeah. jail, uh, <laughs> when I was in jail, they tossed me a sandwich mm-hmm, and yeah. two, uh, like, cream-filled crackers uh, things. Nice. And I asked the guard, what, what is it? You know, because they kind of threw it in the other corner of my private stall that I had that was a glass cage that everybody else could just stare at And because uh, I was a special inmate. I don't know who the last special inmate was in, but they shit in that thing, and it smelled oh. terrible. But the guy threw, throws the sandwich in. I was kind of hungry. I was kind of coming out of my drunk, almost hungover. And he says, it's supposed to be bologna. And I'm like, what do you mean it's supposed to be a fake meat? And he shuts the thing and leaves. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just eat the little cookie things. And I left the bologna there for whoever's in there next. Smart. But that is what bologna is. It's served in prisons, I guess. Yeah. Is that your problem with it? What's your deal? What's Not your- at all. It's like, you know how they, they – I had this conversation – Seven hours ago, honestly. But like I talked, like hot dogs there. Oh, it's ground up pig brains and every all the nasty mm-hmm. parts that grind them up. Well, hot dogs taste great. I'll eat hot dogs all day. But whatever bologna is just doesn't do it, especially when it has like when it's the perfect circle and it has the nasty like ring around, like the film type yeah, stuff. You on fry it. that, it starts cooking up into like a little dome. It's nice. Yeah, yeah it's frying right. it. It's like a frying can it's a little base. different. Yeah, yes. I'm so thinking fine. straight out of the fridge bologna sandwich. That gives me nightmares. I mean, I'll dabble with that as well. It's not. Yeah. Let's not get yeah, I mean, Put hey, some chips on tomorrow, there as well. Right? Put some chips on some that sandwich as well. Oh, Frenchify, yeah. Oh, my. You're choosing that over other, like, say the turkey's around. You're going to choose bologna? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's spelled stupid, too? Turkey's How are you going to do that? Turkey's a little dry. I, no, try it, some, dude. But Isley's chip chopped ham over all of these. Unbelievable. Definitely. I agree with that. I mean, there's no even questions Bingo. asked there. That's just like a super greasy ham. Yep. And it is delightful. And you put it on a little skillet thing. Starts cooking. Oh, just look at that. Take look at that board. picture. Take My bite. bologna has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. <laughs> People love the bologna bopper yeah. meal. Oh, yeah. They do. Used to be a staple. They're hiring. I hey, saw it. Oscar Meyer? Oscar Meyer trucks. To drive the wiener wagon? The wiener wagon. Yeah. Zito's dream job. Only meat, no fillers. What? Yeah, right. All right, Zito, how much are we going to pay you to be the fucking Wienermobiles? Uh, uh, this would be poor negotiating. It would be zero dollars. All right. So you just take whatever they'll pay you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Call them now. 30K. Great, great benefit. You well. get 25K plus this, how many cents per mile. Mm-hmm. Can only drive this amount of uh, miles a day and hours a day. You got to uh-huh. sleep in truck stops. It'll be great. I'm sleeping in the oh. wiener. You'll have everything about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That thing's heated up. All right, let's right, go. Some lot lizards in there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> plenty of them. I no, see. No. Wienermobile attracts them. Oh yeah, because you're like a local celeb over there in that yeah. lot. Yeah. Holy shit! Zeets in there with the door. Come on in, ladies. Ladies, <laughs> who Hello. wants a dog? Hello, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> uh, let's go through some of the NFL news. Um, Kyler Murray will have say in the Cardinals' next head coach, AJ Hawk. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to let you take the first bite of the apple here. Kyler Murray, a man who's obviously on a long-term contract, 
who has had some success, has played well in some areas, and at some times had a little bit of an injury. Cardinals have been a bit disappointing. Head coach fired. GM resigned is what's being reported. Fresh start. Kyler's getting a pick or have a say in the new head coach. How do you feel about it? I don't think it's a bad idea. If he's making the decision, I think that's interesting. Aaron Rodgers obviously had no say in Matt LaFleur being hired. Would that have changed anything? We don't know. I think extending a little bit of an olive branch to Kyler saying your input is welcomed is smart business with the quarterback, but also has Kyler earned the opportunity for that to matter is the conversation piece. So this is straight from the owner, obviously, right? Because the GM's gone, head coach is gone. Yeah, this is Bidwell, right? That's who this is. Bidwell obviously sees something and knows, like, hey, I mean, there's no secret. Whoever they bring in needs to get along well with Kyler. So, yeah, it makes sense that he – has input, but the question is, like, how much input? I'm sure they're going to ask him. Like, is he going to be in the interview system? Like, the process? Will Kyler be sitting there with him? AQ, uh, you live in the fifth largest city in America, most beautiful place on earth, mm-hmm. some say, yeah. uh, out there in the greater Phoenix area. Kyler Murray calling the shots, or he just has a little bit of a sit-down. Hey, how you doing? I'm Kyler. We play some video games together, see if we can get along. What do you think it is, AQ? I don't know. I mean, he just had the he just he just because he just had the guy like he had the guy that fit his exact skill set and he couldn't get along with him. So now, who like what where where I I just don't get it right. Like it. So the next guy that comes in, I I just don't. I mean, you're not seeing any coordinators really running the offense that fits his. What's wrong? What do you Uh just spit it out? Are you okay, pal? Thank you. Exactly what I'm saying. He had the guy, like him and Cliff. Like they brought Cliff in to be. What was the problem? Exactly. That's they for whatever reason they didn't get along. What was it though? Is Cliff a cool guy? I I think every time I talk to Cliff, I think he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's a great guy, and everybody enjoyed playing for him. And so for whatever reason, you saw them butting heads towards the end. And do you think Kyler wants maybe a little bit more of a badass, like a hard ass coach? So, but again, like, what? Who are you going to bring in? Who are you going to bring in? I'm not even talking about from a head coach, from Sanders. an offensive coordinator. Okay, let's bring in Harbaugh's offense. Harbaugh's coming. We're going to run 36 yeah. fucking power O. That's right. I don't know. All day long with Kyler Murray as your quarterback. That What's that, AJ? Sense. What was that? I don't know. You, you think Harbaugh? You think Harbaugh is like? I don't know if he and Kyler feel like they would vibe very well. They wouldn't. I bet they'd get along great. I don't, we we thought Cliff and Kyler Maybe would, they vibe. would though. Harbaugh yeah. is like out there, outside the box thinker, like a different kind of approach. So possibly, but I don't know. I could see him having some. Dude, could some you issues. imagine Harbaugh getting those glasses on one snipe from oh, Kyler? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah. what if Optic Scump is the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals? We did see that video. He's not a part of Optic though, right? He's part of he's Face Clan. Yeah, That's but Optic, Optic Scump, I'm sure he's got a lot of fucking. No, because I th- I don't know if Octic Scump is the guy who is part of the NFL. I think was that that the Phase Clan crew? Yeah, Phase yeah. Clan was. They were actually a part of the NFL. Playing seven. That was on seven. Optic Skunk. Scump. Scump. He's a Call of Duty player. AJ, wake up oh. your video Bill's game favorite party. athlete. Guy that Kyler's got a lot of respect oh. for. No, Kyler's Phase Clan. Yeah, he's Phase. Yeah, yeah, but he's got a lot of respect for Optic Scump. Oh, of course, because the gaming community, you know, real recognized, real. Yeah. And they, don't, they don't see any strangers up there. Right. He respects and, his acumen on the battlefield. Is Kyler a sniper on the field? On the battlefield, is that what he does, or does he play Madden? No, I, he can do it all. I think he's, he does a little bit of both. I think he's more of a run and gun yeah. type guy. He's a five tool soldier. Oh, I thought though. he's more of a hide around corners and fucking pop out guy. Yeah, he, he, some say he's a camper. He, he he'll, a camper yeah. he'll sit around and get cheap kills, and because of that, it feels like he might need a guy like Ninja oh. instead of a uh, sweaty. Know, a face. Are they getting sweaty? Guy. No, the game is sweaty. The uh-huh. game is sweaty. Yeah, the games are. They, they don't. Mean what sweaty. again? What does that mean? 
it means obviously it's a bit sweaty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like yeah. not super gnar, you know, and just kind of sweaty. <laughs> so yeah. right. people are right. no skill anymore. Guys <laughs> hiding in bushes. Why did I ask, bro? You remember? I asked Ninja directly. Super gnar. I said, sir, will you tell me what sweaty means, just so I can act like I know what it means yes. for future reference? This is the first time it's come up. Couldn't pull it. I had no idea what it no. meant. What does it mean? It means the game is hard, right? It's too much. Yeah, no, sweaty's like try hard, I believe. Like, oh, you're so sweaty. You're trying too hard. You're trying to kill so many people, but you're not. Oh, I thought he called a game a, a, a sweaty thing. He did. I, he I said the game was sweaty. Yeah. Oh, I thought the players. If he's saying they're sweaty. like these people, the players are marks on that game. Is that what he's saying? I don't know. I, I remember it's, I asked him so I could take it as my own, and I mm-hmm. forgot. This, this <laughs> says if a player uh, refers to someone as sweaty or sweat, they're saying that the person is playing too seriously or trying too hard to win. They're a mark. Yeah. Oh, so big time mark game over there. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Kyler's not about. <clears throat> No, he's definitely not sweaty. No. What are they going to do in Arizona, dude? That's like your second team now. You live there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I don't know. I don't because they had the guy. They had the guy that fit a skill set. I guess the best thing is to bring in a coordinator like Nate Hackett, Matt Patricia, Ken, Ken Dorsey, yeah. right? Ken Matt Dorsey, Canada. Matt Canada. <laughs> Which, by the way, he was watching film that I have the Steelers. He said they're very good on offense. Park cool. Frazier. Par, their, number, their number one play in Pittsburgh is the fucking Shane jet Gillis. sweep. I've never seen anything like it. I saw more jet line coach. I saw more jet sweeps in one fuck in, in one half of football than I want to see all year. Yeah, long. but at one point jet sweeps were innovative. Do you remember that? Oh, when yeah. people started putting people in motion and then handing the ball off to them, it went, that that was something that happened. Oh yeah, like seven that, years ago. Ten sweet. probably. Yeah. ten when it was first started Parks happening. Parks Frazier might be the answer. It was like a tr- Parks Frazier may be the guy at Arizona. We, I mean, he's just we're just throwing names. Oh yeah. my goodness. Frank fucking Reich. What are we doing? Got Panthers. Yep. Oh. Yep. Send him down to the Cardinals. What happened with the Panthers? I thought I saw on bottom line today that the Panthers uh, requested an interview with Frank. I saw his name trending. Is that what it was for? I, mm-hmm. I nice. woke up so late I didn't get to dive into everything. Frank Reich getting another uh, crack at the gig? Yeah. All right, Frank. Let's go, baby. Then the Colts don't have to pay him until 2026. Save I, some money. I like, I think it's a Panthers job. I like that. Yeah. Is that for coordinator job or head coach job? Former it Colts head, head coach, coach uh, for head coach job. Frank's not taking a coordinator gig. He might. I don't know. He said he, he still wanted to coach ball. You They're know? also I mean, well, interviewing uh, Ben Johnson, Ken Dorsey. Uh, ben Johnson's Dorsey. a good football coach. Stud. Yeah, he's out. Stud. Great coach. He's going to get a gig, right? For I sure. hope not. I really hope not. He's a bad coach. No one wants him. Arizona Fox will be good. Stay in Detroit. Oh, apparently Glazer said Jim Caldwell's going to be interviewing as well. What about wow. Ryan Day? Bring him. Bring Jim Caldwell to the Colts. That'd be perfect. Yes. That's yeah. why the Colts are so fascinating. Why don't we do that? Yeah. Caldwell's a great coach. Great coach. And he's a leader of men. Every day is like this. Literally every day is like this. Let's not, okay? No. What's well, right here, okay? We're a professional outfit. That's what it feels like when Jim Caldwell's around. He won in Detroit. Now, I know they're winning again, not in the playoffs, but they're winning again. Mm-hmm. But he won in Detroit. Not enough. Need to fire him. Yep. And then everything happens, obviously, afterwards. He's kind of been away for a while. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to play for Jim. I love Jim Caldwell. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Jim Caldwell. He's had success seemingly everywhere he's gone. He had one losing season with the Colts. That was whenever Peyton Manning had a broken fucking neck, I think. Didn't have anything. He gets out, goes to Detroit, wins, gets fired. Has He goes to Baltimore to be the offensive coordinator. I think they win. Won the Super Bowl. Yeah, wins the Super Bowl. He's, he's a great football coach. Bring him back to the Colts. Yeah. Got a relationship with Jim Irsay. No. Tony Dungy. Give Tony Dungy an interview. Yes. See if he wants to come back. Okay. Now we're talking. He'd instill a stinking good culture. 
I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. I'm a Jim Caldwell guy. I never played for Tony Dungy. I like Tony Dungy. I, obviously, Hall of Famer, very accomplished. Jim Caldwell comes from the Tony Dungy coaching tree, I believe. So I assume a similar thing. If Jim Caldwell wants a job, cool. Tony Dungy wants a job. Sure, Jim will give it to him. Yeah. Jason Garrett, too. Throw Jason Garrett in. Interview them together. Sure. Right. I mean, Dungy would get those boys, and excuse my language, but to work their asses off on that field for the Jason Garrett, that's a good call. He'd make everybody. a great Indianapolis Colts head coach. Jason Garrett is getting into his groove on television. He really is. He needs to keep his ass over there mm-hmm. for a while, at least till we find a head coach. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Jason Garrett on TV. He's great. Jason Witten... Jason from Dallas Cowboys gets on TV, almost ruins his entire resume. Yeah. Jason Garrett gets on TV, almost corrects his entire resume. Mm -hmm. Just two very different, I believe, very different outcomes. Jason Jason Witten is coaching uh, at uh, Dilfer's High School. Well, Dilfer's at University of Alabama, Birmingham. Witten's coaching at Lipscomb. Yeah, I think he replaced him. We're all Mustangs here. Head coach? What a staff. He's going to motivate the hell out wow. of Al That's under in Nashville, dude. I guess everyone. Phil Dawson. Future Hall of Famer Jason Witten is back in national spotlight. Former Dallas Cowboys tight end coach is set to the head coaching job for renowned Lipscomb Academy football team. 104.5. The Zones. Brent. Daugherty. Daugherty? Daugherty. Right. Daugherty. Tweet on Monday. Now, nah, see, I thought it was Daugherty, and then I had to go back. It's Daugherty. Uh, That's Daugherty. Or Daugherty. 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 Doctory. Well, Witten's a Tennessee guy. Makes sense. Why don't you take a shot at that one? Doctory. You think oh, yeah. Doctory? Yeah. He, he has a tone. Dotory. Fucking uh, Doherty. Nope. I don't think T's before the ER. Dotory. Doctory. That's Daughtry. Like Chris? Yeah. The E. But that's <laughs> A-U. <laughs> <laughs> that's A-U. 1045... The Zone. Shout out to Brent. Daltry. Daltry. <laughs> Shout out to Jason uh, Witten, too, bouncing back into football. There you go, Witt. I've never seen that name before. I've never seen that setup of a word before. I've seen it spelled like that either. That one kind of got me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should put that in the translation. Didn't AJ? That. that one kind of fucked me up. You saw it happen in my brain there. It was, you know, it's the first time. You know, now we will never be fooled. Moving, moving forward from here. We'll we didn't get a right answer. Yeah, so no. we, we, don't, we, didn't. we might want to get him on the get him on the horn and ask him what his name is. We'll listen to one zero four five. The zone. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The bone. Yeah, oh, yeah. One hundred one point eight. The bone or something like that. Oh, that was when we were just walking around San Francisco. What a wild time for our program. Dressed All like wearing Steve Jobs. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> uh, they hated us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Learned yeah. A lot. yeah. That happens in a lot of places we go, I think. ESPN people are very hospitable to us, I think. Golf cart situation after a game would have been a nice conversation to have yeah. at some point. Yeah. Sweet situation. But there's a lot of people in there, dude. That place was yeah. Super Bowl caliber level of humans that were there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Packed oh, out. We with, didn't talk about it though. Definitely not as corporate as the Super Bowl. No, those no, fans. That was, yeah, that was way louder. Yeah, way louder was. than I expected. Me too. And down there by Georgia. See, that's the thing when you're on the field that I guess I forgot. When you're on the field, everybody's yells are directed directly at you. Yes. So it's louder on the field than whenever you're up in the thing. So we got to start judging places differently, I think. Yes. So far, it's loud. loud. Yes, it is. It's yeah. built like an amp. It's almost built like, uh, mm-hmm. like up and out, almost like a. Like not an a, amphitheater, almost. Yeah, not a bad seat in the place. 
Well, except for the one that's getting well, rained on. Yeah. Right. Freezing cold. Well, rained on freezing keep the sound in. And the I water guess keep the sound in and the rain in, too. You want to let them both in. Yeah, well, the, they say with no rain, there's no sound. So had yeah, to let it kind of go in there. Why did they do that? Just because it's L.A.? Have we got an answer on why they did the canopy no. thing? Yeah, apparently the rain that we got this when we were out there is like the most rain they've had in like 15 years. So I just think they're just not okay. anticipating. That's just bad luck, huh? Ever. I think of so. Course. All right, let's get to a break. On the other side, let's do it in the trenches. Let's get out of here. Okay. <laughs> okay. We talked about the news, mm-hmm. didn't we? Yep. Yeah, we did. Joe Burrow, got to talk about this. This was an interesting one that came across the old group text. Yeah. I read it, and I go, smart business? What? Mm-hmm. what how, how'd this start, though? Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, Blake Griffin, and 20 other athletes are purchasing a 104-acre farm in Iowa for roughly $5 million. The group will eventually buy four more properties, leasing the land to farmers and seeking a single-digit percentage annual return on the total investment. So just real quick, incredible business acumen here. Mm-hmm. This is brilliant Middle of America business. Now, obviously, Blake Griffin has ties to Oklahoma. Joe Burrow has ties to Ohio. And these guys probably have met numerous people throughout their travels who are farmers and own land that people farm on. They go, wow, these motherfuckers are making a lot of money because that's what farmers do that own the land and own the property that is getting tilled out there. Now they're getting into the game. This is awesome. I love everything about it. We got four more. We're eyeing up for it. They got good soil. We we got this one property got real good soil. I think we can charge blank per acre for a farmer to come in here and farm and then take a percentage of whatever they make it. And we don't got to really do anything, but got a farm, benefiting from farm. And we're able to control what's going into the food, what's not going into the food. So we could potentially be growing our own food as professional athletes. I love it. I think this is brilliant, AJ Hawk. Yeah, it is. I mean, obviously, they saw Bill Gates snatching up. They said, this must be a thing. Let's get into the game. Let's get 104 acres. He only has 700 billion acres, you know, surrounding them. Well, I'm sure that's an accurate number. Yeah, uh, Connor, what's he talking about? Let's gouge all these hardworking blue-collar farmers and, and take no. what little profit they have left. We'll make that ours and screw them out of it. No, well, the third-generation family Allegedly. is a farm family. is the one selling the land, okay? And if Joe Burrow... And old Blake buy, buy it. Mm-hmm. That's good. If they don't, you know who else is buying it? Somebody that probably has ill intentions with the property, with yep. the food, with the future, with everything like that. Right. I think investment in farmland is a big-time deal. Oh, yeah. So you knocking this while the family was trying to get out of the goddamn family business. Yep. Yeah. Well, okay? This is a problem in America happening right now. <laughs> I'm happy that Joe Burrow and the boys are saying, you know what? We're going to help be a solution to this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I know Blake Griffin, who now plays for the Celtics, he wants to leave something behind for his boy that he had with Lana Rhodes. But I do believe when we're talking Bill Gates in the 700 billion acres, uh, AJ is referring to all the farmland that Bill Gates is now controlling because he wants to own all the food, not just the internet and the computers. He wants to own the food and put in the food whatever the hell okay, he wants. Okay, so a lot of maybe voice there. You said a lot. Yeah. In that sentence right there. Uh-huh. Was that first thing alleged? That's what I'm... First thing is alleged, but if we can pull up a photo of Blake and the baby... Uh, I'm, this I ain't think, Maury Povich, bro. <laughs> this is not... We this, are not... That, what are you even... So, <laughs> last year... Okay, hold on. Last year, yeah. Lana Rhodes says yeah. that she 
had a baby with an unnamed Brooklyn Nets player. And when you pull up that baby. All right, we're not going to pull up the baby. You will not pull pull up the baby. Let's just say the first thing that you will say is, oh, my God, it's Blake Griffin right there in the flesh. (laughs) Baby Blake Griffin is staring me in the face. And he was on the Brooklyn Nets last year, okay? So, sure, it's a legend. That's Blake Griffin's boy, and he wants to leave him a Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't show this, Foxy. Boom. Welcome to the jungle, Blake. You're a father. <laughs> He's already had, he, had a, he had a kid a little while back with uh, the basketball player from USC. Yep. I love Blake. One of the greatest additions to the Boston Celtics that we could have. Okay, man. I don't huge know. reason we're in first place. I don't know if that's his baby. I'm I don't not. know either, but. Well, you're certainly talking as if yeah. you do. If we pull up the Nets roster from last year, and oh. we, if we scroll through the cross-reference, yeah, if we just do the eye tests, yeah. You are the baby. father. Yeah, but who knows what's real, what is There's it? There's a lot of internet reports about that being true. All right, well, add another one that Boom. probably just read a couple of those ones <laughs> and then started his own. But nonetheless, congrats to Blake. And yes. A lot of roads. <laughs> and a lot of, on the baby. And congrats to Blake on the new business venture. <laughs> yep. Hey. Congrats on a new business venture. Good luck farming. The farm thing's a very real thing, though, because uh, there's a generation. Now, we talked to Coach Prime earlier. Is it the generation's fault or the parents' fault that doesn't want to do the farm work? So easy out is just a massive paycheck to sell the farm because the farm's a massive amount of property. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, the food that's coming with it and the potential business that you can put on the, that whole thing and – with property being bought up at the rapid rate that is being bought up, not only by people trying to do the food thing, but also Amazon for warehouses oh, yeah. and Walmart has warehouse everything. So there's Indiana. like Indiana, we yeah. flew over oh, like yeah. fifty miles of just warehouse space. I feel like yeah, that's why I feel like I'm speaking from like a a perspective of understanding a little bit, just just a tiny bit. I mean, Foxy used to live in farmland. Yeah. He now lives in warehouse land. Yes, yep. spot on. Here in Indi- But it's not just happening in Indiana. I got friends that are farmers in other places as well. Yeah. All the way west is Iowa, and then you got West Virginia, Why? and a couple different in between there that I've chatted with. And this is a common problem. Like People don't want to do all the work that comes with the farm, and there's a massive paycheck that is just sitting right there. Change your entire family's fucking life and not have to do the hard work. Answer all your questions. All your problems. We don't want to wake up at fucking 6 a.m. like Dad did every single day, do we? And do this whole thing, keep all these cows happy, do this all this this farmland. We got to water. We got to do this whole thing. And there's people that do want to do it. I'm not saying all farmers are doing this, but you can see how a farming generation could think like this. And then they sell it, and then somebody else hears about that, and they're like, how'd you do that? Boom. They sell, they sell, they sell, they sell, they sell. So I'm happy to hear they're keeping it as farmland as opposed to, like, warehouses. But this is a real conversation that's happening, I think, in the farming world, and I assume in the political world as well, if I had to guess, which it sounds like you are certainly alluding mm-hmm. to. They're trying to put a damn airport and a ski resort in the valley. They're trying to get rid of the really? ranch. Can't have it. So this is Yellowstone, I assume? That is the plot of Yellowstone. Okay. Yes. They're not taking our fucking land. Were they trying to do this a few years ago, too, with the uh, wind things that create Turbines. energy? Turbines. Turbines, yeah. Now, the government was just paying farmers to put those up. Oh, Shit okay. ton of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 100 grand or something per turbine. Uh, yeah, I think depending upon the square. Because you got to remember, the farmers are still putting those up. What's that, dude? Are they still putting all those things up and killing millions of birds a day? Well, well let's not birds. get into that. Because Connor, actually, it's probably good then they can kill those government birds that Connor talks about. How, how do you know that's not a pillar for the government birds to go and drop their information off? <laughs> Think about that for a second, because I just did while I was saying it, and was, that makes a lot of sense. So you think they're actually flying right into those? Yeah. 
Center opens up. Boop. Energy. Boom. Send them down. Dump all the energy and stuff that they've been learning about. Boom. Right back right up. Right back out. Go, keep going. Actually, Nick just sent me a video during the last break of these birds in Texas. Oh. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> Holy grail. Holy <laughs> grail of birds aren't real. I'll tell you that much. Absurd video. I'm sure it's real. You're doing great. Today. It's real. You're it's, doing great today. It's real. Wait till you see it's this. starting to wake up. First thing I'm going to show you. But what we knew about this Tuesday is we had something in our back pocket. Right. And in that back pocket was an ace. And in this particular game that we're playing, it's called Juice and Energy. It's also called Insightfulness. Mm-hmm. How can we learn and bring the energy? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for what we've gotten to experience all year. AJ, you pumped? Absolutely. Can't wait. I know AQ is pumped. So it's time to go in the trenches with AQ Shipley. AQ! Boys, it just wasn't the same doing it on Twitter, having a conversation with you guys. You crushed those. Those clips were sweet. Keep doing those. We love you. AJ, did you watch those? We watched them. Did you? Do you know what he's referring to? Uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I have any idea what's going on. You son of a but bitch. Jesus Christ. Oh, Do you dude, follow AQ on Twitter? I've been out of pocket, as they say, as far as my phone goes. For Unbelievable. Get in the pocket. Okay. All right, well, here we go. You would have been out of Thank pocket you. if you said you did watch it. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're a couple different out of pockets. Good pocket. We lied right to him earlier and said we watched it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, Gas uh, him up. We didn't understand the whole concept. I guess he put out a video uh, acting as if it was live. Yep. Right? Sounds like Right, Connor? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. AQ Sounds jumped like... in and yelled, hell yeah. And the... I said, yeah, I saw that. That was sweet. He sang the Creative Gadgets song. Did I, I, I saw that. Oh, yeah. I watched that part. I'm definitely going to go watch this. I did yeah. that one. Where is this? It's on my Twitter. When did you put it up? Friday. Worst day on the internet. I know. I know. No, no, no. No worst day. I mean, for us, it is the worst day on the internet. There's still people on the internet, so don't mm-hmm. quit on Friday. I don't like that strategy either that people say. Well, it's yeah, not it's as good working as, for the weekend. No, yeah, yeah. There's still millions and millions of people on there. Let's oh, not yeah. act like that yeah. doesn't exist. But we were in the middle of like 100 things on that. That's what I said. I said, hey, listen, I know you were busy. I get it. But I just wanted to see if you guys saw it. Yeah, but like, we should be good. proud of you. That should have been a moment we should have celebrated. Yeah, yeah, that Look at you sweet. making content, dude. Thanks, man. I'm going to watch it today. Tomorrow, probably. That. Where is it? At Albie Shipley? Yeah, on yeah. Twitter? Yeah, it's on there. Okay. At Albie Shipley. Yeah, it's it. Good to know. Is it like this? Like, we're about to watch right Let's now. fucking go. Hey, 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 why don't you watch? Here we go. Yeah, seriously. I will. Okay. Is this Geno Smith? No. Nope. No. Nope. What? Well, let me look. Wildcat. I don't think so. Who? Geno huh. Dallas? How about no. that? How about that? Who's, that? who's this guy right here? You can see a glove. You see the green glove right there? Uh, it's it's Tyler Lockett. Nope. Yeah, nope. That's Kenneth Walker. Oh. oh. So really when we good. send him in motion, it's going to affect him and him to affect the backside where we just got to keep them over there. Here's another little tidbit about this LA Rams defense. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. They always play this defense where it gives an illusion like an under defense. Doesn't this look like an under to you, AJ? Uh-huh. Yeah, it does. Except you're missing the will, correct? Mm-hmm. So when they do this, they have this safety who plays as the will linebacker and run support. Wrong fucking time to do this. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to send him in motion. We are going to fake it. And I love the illusion of the Wildcat. Here we go. We're going to snap it to him. We're going to get the guard pull. Check out the collision right here. Guard pull flat. Boom. Now here comes the safety serving as the will linebacker Boom. and run support. 
Bam, comes around. Boom! Oh. And look at that, Perfect. boys. We got wow. fucking pay dirt. Big gaping hole. There it is. There it is. Wow. You know what else that is? What's that? Sing it, AQ. <laughs> Creative gadget. That was good, right? Yeah, it was. Oh, pretty good looking. Up Beethoven up here. <laughs> you yeah. did have the little conductor. No yeah, like Mike Posner, but yeah, close. Hey, how good is this? This is really well blocked. First of all, check out the deuce back to Bobby Wagner, mm. one of the best Hall of Famer. We get the deuce. Great movement here. Boom. Get him up. Bam. Look at that. I mean, like, can you ask for anything better than that? Perfect. How how's the uh, is, is Cross still a rookie tackler? Yeah. Is it his second year? Both he... tackles are uh, yeah. are rookies. Cross, I forget the other guy's name, but both of them are rookies, and they held it down all year long. Unbelievable job. There we go. You think this guy's pumped about how this year went? Mm. Not one bit. Yeah, him and uh, Stephon Gilmore, just kind of two vets that just didn't see this coming. Especially watching his former team with the. <laughs> With no expectations yeah. going to the playoffs. And Matt Ryan. There's no reason to talk about the ricochet the shot. Yeah, what yeah. are we? We're talking about. I was just thinking vet stud players. Mm. What a wow! That's like the Miami Dolphins wildcat. Yeah. Yeah. Miami Dolphins kind of created. Well, Speaking of the Miami Dolphins, I didn't even know. I didn't wow. even know. Wow. I swear. Good transition, bro. Look at you. I'll let you guys do the little creative gadget because we got a creative gadget. Da, 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 all right, so check it out. This, you got you to gotta love what they do here. This is awesome. We get kind of a crack block here, a crack block here. Watch the center on this back block. We call this trick fuck, right? We showed this yeah. Yeah. a couple weeks ago. Trick fucker. We're going to basically sell like we're doing this, get him to flow over the top, boom, so we can get out. So center's going to trick fuck here. He's going to get all the way out in the alley. Everybody else is basically going to sell like they're running some form of a one-back power, essentially, the other way. The thing that I love about this, we're going to fake the handoff on this side, so watch the ball handling. Fake here, and then turn back around on the fucking toss on the around here. Check this out. This is pretty awesome shit. Skylar Thompson. We're going to get the jet motion. He's going to be the lead block out in front. So fake the handoff down like we're running the one-back power counter, and then turn back around. Look at this. Wow. Look at, Whoa. Look at that Holy space. Shit. Look at that space. Holy shit. Is this a play Moster broke his thumb on I'm and saying, he's going to yeah. be out? It might be. We're it might on. be. So That's I feel bad about putting it on there. Big news. Oh, do you? Kind of. But this is awesome. You got Jeff Wilson and Mostert in the game at the same time. They're the two, the duo over from San Fran mm-hmm. who have really re-energized that run game. And look at that. I mean, that's an unbelievable play design. That's a... That offense line wearing no gloves? Yeah, he's a mean cuss. If so, it's awesome. He is, isn't he? He is a mean cuss. Watch the center center on the trick fuck. We get him to bubble over the top. Check him out. Oh, I love that. No glove on the snap hand. Dog. AQ, do you think think the Dolphins knew, hey, when we send this motion, their line's going to go from like a a left to a right call? Probably, yeah. Typically, whenever you switch from either 2 by 2 or 3 by one or you send them on the snap, Whatever it is, right? So as soon as he crosses the formation and now it goes to a two-by-two, they probably flip. Now this becomes a strength. Okay, now let's send the over over there. Exactly. Yep. All that stuff is pre-snap. You watch so many clips from the previous four or five games to get a beat on how they're going to adjust to motion, how they're going to adjust to three-by-one, one-by-three, two-by-two, whatever it is, empty, all the different checks. So you have kind of all the answers, and that's how you set up your game plan on offense. So this is – I learned this um, non-chess player, once again, I have to say that. 
When I did some rolling, you know, jujitsu mm-hmm. um, with some UFC fighters, right. sure. no big here deal. in Indianapolis. What? Yeah, yeah, I tapped out four times in uh, one minute. But nonetheless, they're doing things to get you to get into a position so that they can get your neck or whatever, right? So I'm getting jabbed in like the middle of my stomach so mm-hmm. that I can move like this a little bit. Then when I move like this, oh, they're gonna attack over here so I can open this up a little bit. Then they're gonna do this so I can open this up a little bit. And then bang, boa constrictor, you're fucking out. Yeah. You do that shift strictly so you can get that D line to go that way. You're setting them up even more, right? Like this is all a massive part of the plan. Well, if they're lined up here, we're kind of fucked. Well, we'll send a motion then to get them to shift over a gap. Bang. Now we got them right where we need them to be. Is that kind of, that's all part of it, right? That's we all have, part. We of have it. to remember that when we're watching a play. Absolutely. And same thing. Like, say, for instance, they wanted to get a deuce, right? Like, they would send him in motion to get this guy in a three. Because if they line up over here to start, he's in this two eye. Now you don't get the deuce block, right? So then you get them to a line like this, knowing, okay, we're going to send them over. Boom. Now we get the deuce block, but whatever it may be, right? There's so many of those thought processes and conversations having throughout the week. Jace, what a play, AJ. Yeah. Make a play, AJ. Mosley's in a tough spot there. 57, you watch him like, yeah, the, the, the pre-snap motion too, like it gets you thinking on the run too. And all of a sudden, oh, wait, are we going left to right? Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, ball snapped. And then watch Mosley. Like he has to, he has to make sure where the ball is and they have a wide out sitting there waiting to crack him. Let's go back to the beginning too because I know you talk about this a lot, about all the, all the stuff you have to practice throughout the week. Watch this shit. So send him in motion. Right before the snap, send him in motion. Okay, cool. We got him over there. Now watch all this shit that's going to happen here. You're going to get a pulling guard. You're going to get him going back and him going across. There's going to be two people going this way, him going there, and they're all going to be crossing each other's faces, not to mention fucking ball handling with a fake handoff here with a toss behind. Watch, watch all this shit that happens kind of right in here. Look at this. Boom, boom, and then fake the handoff here, and then there. Damn chaos it's chaos right so if you're fucking mosley if you're williams if you're jordan whitehead mm-hmm. where the fuck's the ball going you have no clue hey jay make a play dude yeah and then 22 on the jets she gets jacked up right there i mean look how tight that is guard they can hand that off too they, i'm sure on. they'll hand that ball off too at some point oh, yeah. that's the next that's the next phase right yeah. probably already did that right or they already did it yep <clears throat> boom Oh, fuck, yeah. lost his helmet. He's Tell out. What, though. Yeah. Shit. That guy's got some courage, though. He stuck it up in there. Uh-huh. He did. Could have just sawed a knee off. Look at that. Oh. He got killed by his own guy. That's the thing. Friendly fire knocked his helmet off, I think. Watch. Uh, watch. Bam. Yeah, you uh, telling me? Oh, 50, 97. Yeah, 97. Watch. Yeah. Well, it was all. It definitely didn't help. I don't think that's how they teach how to tackle. Bang, bang. Either. I mean, that was bang, bang. Run to the ball, though. Trying to make a play. Oh, his left hand grabs it. Yeah, it might have just ripped yeah. it off right there, right? Jeez. That doesn't feel good. No. Fire, Putting a helmet fire. on hurts. <laughs> Let alone getting ripped off with a chin <laughs> strap on it, right? Just yeah. fucking when putting really it on. Because yeah. I, I didn't grow up in the football world, so I always felt like such a soft ass whenever it would be cold, and I'm like, God, we got to put these fucking things Bruise on. your ears. I used to bruise my ears when oh, it was cold yeah. taking it on and off. Yeah, especially as large-headed human beings. I mean, it is a... All right, I'm happy to hear everybody feels that way. Yeah. I never said anything. I just sat on it. I was always like, it's fucking hurts. Whoa. And then... <laughs> just sat on it? What's the next play, AQ? Come on. Come on. Age. Not in the, the trenches. It seems like a helmet. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Not in the trenches. <laughs> 
That'd be tough. The hey, helmet? Jesus. All right, so let me just kind of talk to you <laughs> about what I think they were doing here and kind of how this whole play came about. Okay, so check it out. You got Kelsey out here. So let me just talk about, like, we used to call this like a, like a, just a tight end draw, right? So if you're doing this, one, two, three, one, two, three, right? So the side to the tight end has that stack backer. Center guard and tackle away from the tight end. That's who you would make the mic point because the center's working that way. So him and him have to get to him. And then, boom, he's got him. Tight end, him and him somehow have to handle these two, Crosby, the down lineman, and the linebacker to their side. This is a form of a draw. But what I love about it, they're going to sell sprint out pass. They're in a pro formation. We got Kadarius Tony here. We got McKinnon here. So there's who knows what the fuck you could do. A lot of speed. A lot of speed. You could do anything. You can run a shovel pass out of this. You could throw a swing there. You could hand off to McKinnon. He's the lead blocker. You could hand off to Tony. He's the lead blocker. But here's what they're going to do. They're going to sell sprint out this way. And then they're going to run the draw back to this side. If you watch the assignments, he's going to block him. These two are going to work to him. These three are going to work to him. Kelsey's going to get under here. But they're allowing him out of this split formation to get back leverage to this side by doing the sprint out because it's going to hold him and bring him this way, if that makes sense to y'all. And then McKinnon has him. So you got a hat for a hat, but they're going to run the draw out of this cool little fake sprint out right draw back to the left. It's awesome shit. It's a great play. It's awesome. Yeah, unbelievable. Mm. Oh, yeah, it did. You see that shit? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. They set everything up. Normally, if he was here, now you can get to it. But by detaching him, you give the illusion a pass and allow him to get back leverage over here because he's going to roll out with the sprint out. Same thing with the center. It brings him this way. Mm-hmm. Look at that. He's got no fucking chance to get back over here. But the fake sprint out freezes, brings him this way. Now Creed's able to get back over there and watch Creed. Boom. 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 Pow. Tony's been unbelievable for the Chiefs this year. Unbelievable. Yes. And so is Jerick McKinnon. I think I saw a stat. I'm going to throw a little stat out there. Yeah, right? you yeah. sent me this stat. Actually. I think I sent you it, right? Uh-huh. Jerick McKinnon, as a backup running back, has more receiving touchdowns than Tyreek Hill this year. Jeez. That's insane, isn't it? That's insane. Mm-hmm. Game winners, too. Bro- Game winners. Broke the record for receiving touchdowns in a season by a running back. How's that for a stat? It's an, un- it's an unbelievable stat. What a- we got a bunch of stats. Yeah, hashtag stat that. Hashtag. Nope. It's not. Hashtag. <laughs> but, again, B. just getting back to this. The more <laughs> coordinators can do this and make it easier on the guys and set up blocks up front for their guys. The better. The better. This is what we need to get to. We need to get the run game better everywhere because if you get the run game, what do you get? Play action. You get everything. And what do you get? You get a mentality maybe from your building. Now we're going to attack and we're going to beat people up. I will say, though, the Dolphins are kind of a problem to your entire thing because they've been running great all year, kind of fell apart at the end. This Niners team, though, that you've showcased basically since week one, they're only getting better and better. And they got Mm -hmm. Mr. Irrelevant as a quarterback because their run game is so good they can win. Ten straight wins going into the playoffs. He leads every fucking statistical category for a quarterback over the last couple of weeks. It's incredible to watch what he's been doing as the last pick in the draft. What you're going to see here is you're going to see a pass. Really? But it's not a fucking pass because this is a run game segment. Why is it? Because the pass is behind the line of scrimmage. Ah. It goes down as a run. This is their way, no joke about it, of getting to a toss. No joke. The cool thing about it right here is you won't see it here, but Kittle is going to bypass 
a guy, and then they're going to be three for three out in front. check essentially, is the fullback. He's the lead blocker on all their toss plays. They're essentially getting to a wider toss, but throwing the ball. It's awesome stuff. Check this out. How did he not trip that ref? Ref almost tripped. I mean, this is Purdy Purdy being kind of a rookie here. Not letting him get out. Yeah. I think this is like maybe the only flaw we've ever seen Uh from Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy saw this on film probably so pissed off that it even happened. Like, what an amateur. I didn't even let the – they almost trip over each other. The guy's not even out of there yet. Ref and Mitchell. But, by the way, having Mitchell back, having Debo Samuel back, Mm -hmm. I texted you this, having all their weapons back – Watch out for this 49ers team. Mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell's a dog. Gets the ball out in space. Look, like I said, Kittle, smart, didn't even block Ezekiel Turner. Just let him go because they see him blitz and boom, bypass. Now we're three for three out in front. Let's go back and watch Debo Samuel's block on a top 10 pick who is a linebacker. If you can get this paused once right about now. Okay? Oh, Debo yeah. Samuel. Engaged. Right there. Isaiah Simmons. Now watch him finish this. He puts him down. Oh. A little bit of a shot put. Uh-huh. Engage and toss. That's a 240-pound linebacker. Debo, welcome back. Let's go. Dog. But how about that? You get a 45-yard run by throwing it just by understanding how they want to get to different plays by doing it different ways. AJ, what do you do here, pal? We saw some of this stuff last night, Pat. Remember, TCU tried to throw to get on the edge, and uh, Georgia's defense is just too fast. They can never get the edge. Yeah, but it seems like Niners have it all schemed up. Look at this. Right. Three of your best weapons. Kittle, this Debo, Juszczyk, all yeah. being unselfish, getting great blocks out in space. Here's three all pros blocking yep. 20 yards down or 10 yards down the field. How awesome is that? Mm-hmm. You can win games doing that, I guess, huh? Yeah. And again, yeah. no joke. Yeah. Yeah. The offensive line right there, they could have all fallen fucking down just based off fucking play design. <laughs> yeah. They didn't need to do a fucking thing. Not a thing. Are you saying Shanahan is back in his bag? As they say. I mean, how good is that? You got all your weapons back going into the playoffs with all this, plus a great run game, plus a great offensive line. Everybody likes the Eagles, though, right? Uh-huh. I like this group. More than the Eagles? I like this group. Ow. Ooh. Jason Kelsey? Oh, my God. I like this group. I like their defense better. Whoa. Well, let's find out. Is Lane? Oh, oh, what's this about? What is this, what is this about? Huh? Playing the fence. Also love this group. Hey, check it out. Well, you can't We're do that. Get, hey, what do we call this when we send the Y back across the formation? We call that a wham, or a do we call that a yam? Yam. A Y back. Yeah, um, Y back. Okay. Of course, this is the We're y. just going to run the inside zone Y back, and look, they make it so easy on themselves up here. But here, the the reason this play goes. Boston Scott's going to get down here. And then watch this. He'll do one little jab step to the left. Boom. That's going to set up this block right here. 21's going to come over. They really don't even need to block him, but it takes him out of that gap. He sets him up in that gap, and that is where the big gaping hole. That's right, boys. Also, let's zoom in on this one. Jason Kelsey just standing up, chilling. They're all just chilling. It's week 18. They're just trying to get to the playoffs. This is unbelievable. They get their two steps. They seal. They seal. They seal. And they all just kind of shut it down, which is hilarious. But they still get a 22-yard gain out of this. That looked like a preseason rep, Yeah. yeah for the offensive line. What's going on with the Giants? You guys weren't playing anybody? I mean, they're going, too. The Giants are going. I mean, they 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 sat some people, too, though. Look yeah. at they Kelsey did. just chilling, coming off. Oh, all right. Hey, how big is it if Rolling Lane out. comes back Rolling or not? Out. Uh-huh. 
I think first down. Oh, it's a, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because so many people thought over the last four weeks the biggest issue was not having this guy. Mm-hmm. The biggest issue was not having Lane Johnson, the right tackle. That's no disrespect to Driscoll. He's done a great job filling in. But Lane Johnson is an all-pro right tackle. Having him in the run game and the way that he's evolved as a run, block, run blocker over the last couple of uh, years is unbelievable. Not to mention he's the best right tackle passing uh, in the passing game in the entire league. It's incredible. Ever? No, but not, but not Right ever. now he's on a run, Right though, now yeah. he's on a run. That is rolling. historic, right? I think. Yeah, I mean it, – it, what, what, Most 900 snaps, snaps yeah. I think it was, right, without a sack. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. That he is, is back good. We're after the uh, bye. After the bye, yeah. They said he could have had surgery, but Rapture reported uh, he'll delay surgery till after the season. And he's going to be in pain, but he's Lane Johnson. Bingo. Right. Wide. Wide. I had that same bitch. injury. I had that same injury. It's, it's, it's painful. You can deal with it. You get it fixed after the season. And the good news for him. The guy that does that surgery is in Philadelphia. Whoa! Oh, oh, travel. You're gonna find Do- Lane, Dr. though. Dr. Bill Myers. Okay, shout out to Dr. Myers. Obviously, yeah. the incredible work on the Liz Frank injuries. Lane Johnson, he's gonna be back in Oklahoma though, in fishing. That's yeah. right. Dr. Myers makes house calls. He's gonna have to take a hell of a trip. He's gotta fix the mm-hmm. ab. That's all he's gotta do. Is fix the ab. Oh, so it wasn't a Liz Frank. It was uh, right? hernia. Core muscle surgery. Yeah. Hernia. Hernia. Yeah. hernia. It wasn't Liz Frank. Idiot. Yep. Idiot. Idiot. Hernia. Can you give Tordal for that? Oh yeah, Toradol fixes everything. AQ, do you get the mesh? Do you get mesh put in AQ? Uh, no. So what they do is they uh, they reattach and then they like stitch it up. Basically, they just hmm. reinforce it with stitches. It's kind of a little wild oh, thing. Yeah. It's a quick surgery. You're back in six weeks. Good as good as new. All right. Well, I can't wait to see it for Lane. Let's get to a couple big bumps before we get out of here. Last week of the NFL season had a couple of them. A few of them had to make a couple selections here late. I'm excited to see our guy back on this fucking show, Christian. Oh. Derisaw, a guy we talk Dog. about. The guy you hated. All the time. Yeah, you never Dog. Left tackle. He, in my opinion, already as a young guy, is a top three, four left tackle in the <laughs> oh, game. You circled whoa. him well. You circled him well. Thank you. I didn't know. This is super impressive because a lot of the ones that we've seen all year are either the no-look shots or the ones out in space, right? All that stuff. This is a routine pass set. And when he goes to retrace, just one fucking punch. And oh this punch, God. he sends rods through his chest. Oh, my. Oh, Uh-oh. No. Uh, Target acquired. No. Don't do oh, it. No. Don't do it. We set him up. Oh, oh, no. He sees the draw. Uh, he sees the draw. Now he goes to retrace. Oh, no. Oh, no, bear. Boom. Oh. I mean, he made that look so easy. I mean, so easy, right? Like, how impressive is that? Didn't even walk. Didn't even celebrate. Just walked it off. All right, this guy's done. AJ, you don't see too many of these, right? I mean, it's no. Look at his. Watch, he gets that right foot. I believe right in between yeah. his leg. Like, you're screwed if you get in that situation right there. What? Bam! Oh, He's just oh, so strong. Man, how good is that? He just oh, okay, he looks at him and he just walks yeah. away. Hope you're wearing a tailbone pad. Just punches right through. Ooh, baby. Boom. That hurts, too. It was cold in Chicago this weekend. Yeah, Man, he's cold. just fucking, I'm out of here. Sitting on ice. He's just, I'm out of here. Another down. I'm going to do it next down, too. Don't do it. <laughs> hey, we threw a little tight end in the action this weekend. I was excited about this one because this is one of my favorite schemes. We have seen this team do this for the last couple of years. Ever since they first started doing this, I've loved it. And it was a way to get whoever's playing the tight end position when they run the strong side zone able for him to get outside leverage and run off the ball without being afraid of this guy falling back underneath and making the play. They would send somebody in fly motion, get him a full head of steam, 
and he would work inside out. So if this guy falls back inside, he can continue to run off and get the next guy, and now he's got help inside out. If he stays outside, this guy is just going to fucking declete him. Well, now, new part of their repertoire in their offense, they started doing it to the open side. Again, hardest block. i got to talk about this because this tackle right here on the outside zone is scared to death of getting beat inside because that will wreck the play. So now it allows Big Trent to run off the ball with reckless abandon, outside leverage, and run and try and move this guy. So whenever he goes inside, if he does, he leaves him for Kittle. If he stays outside, Kittle makes the big bump segment. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, lean. Oh, jeez. Oh. 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 oh, oh, night, night. Oh, oh. feet over. Oh. Fucking nothing. Does a do. backflip on the ground. Ooh. I mean, how do you how do you defend that? This dude's got Trent and George Kittle. I mean, how that's do you a tough day. day. That is a tough. night. That how do you defend that? A tough day. That's he's telling stories of friends. You, you think it's nice being in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember JJ Watt's last game? Go. Let's get that one time in full speed if you don't mind, Pat. Yes, this is, sir. This, it, it's it's a pretty good little shot and just kind of every and then we gotta we gotta acknowledge Kittle's flex at the end too. Oh yeah, boom! boom. boom. Now watch Kittle. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> well, we didn't see the end. Uh, I assume he flexes right there. Yeah, that was it. That was the end. Oh okay. Yeah, All right, guys, yeah, just a little bit. There's a hard little flex. flex. Little flex. How about him dancing off the center here too? He almost gets. Mm, yeah. Yeah, a little. Little George Kittle off balance. Oh, oh, oh! Bang! Still got him. How incredible is that? Oh, ah, he's a dog. He's a dog. great. Thank you so much. We'll bring you more energy next time. Last week, obviously, big storyline in the world. This week, we're fresh out of four hours sleep. We need your energy today, though, AQ. You need to know that. How was it? Really good. Unbelievable. Great. You know, I thought making the pots was huge. Yeah. yeah that was a big win for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was big. I thought so. I thought so, too. Yeah, I mean, you lost five people. Um, money and five people merch, but it was still good. I was going to go four hours today just strictly because we got no sleep. And, like, if you go back through the years of when we've had adversity for breakfast and a very late dinner, the next show I've tried to go longer, you know, just so we can look back and say, hey, boys, you remember when we had four hours of sleep and we did four hours on a Tuesday with next to nothing getting ready for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just good for adversity building for the foundation of the program, for mm-hmm. us to lean on mm-hmm. later, that type of stuff. I think your show's over. <laughs> I think we're done. I was going to say, I am fading. Me too. <laughs> Fast. Ty is falling asleep maybe two or three times over there. <laughs> I'm trying to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did great last night. All of you did. Thank you. You did great today. Thank you for saving us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Coach Prime. Yeah. He was great. Everybody in the back, great work today. Great work in L.A. All the boys, thank you all so much. Uh, we're going to go get a little bit of a probably a nap or two. Hammer down. He's probably going five, very, ten minutes. Yeah, very Probably very five true. minutes. Yep. Get some bets out so we can get some winners. See Gumpy's face again. That's fantastic. And then we'll be back tomorrow. Bright-eyed, bushy tail. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Sleeping in my house this weekend. Hell yeah. Oh. How about that? Mm. Yeah, it's a big deal. Awesome. Hell yeah. I'm very excited. I'm thankful. I'll be more excited and thankful tomorrow probably. 
when I'm not as tired. Right. But that's what tomorrow's for. 15 winners of $500 because AQ Shipley and myself earlier. Go ahead and retweet that video to enter yourself in to be a winner. We give away a lot of money because we're very thankful that you allow us to do this for a living. Thank you so much for doing everything that you do for all of us. Following, tweeting, dating. You know, going to bat for us in the internet streets too i see uh-huh. i see our people out there battling i appreciate you doing that sometimes it's a waste of energy though because what they're saying is probably valid and also <laughs> like they're never going to change how they feel no, but no. i do appreciate people going to bat for us you're awesome and we'll see you tomorrow have an incredible evening see you manana be nice to each other goodbye